Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out the One Man Podcast. There's now over 200 episodes and dozens of bonus interviews, all of which are available at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, and many more. And you know what? If you don't have any of those apps, no big deal, because you can listen anytime at onemanpodcast.com. So be sure to subscribe, because it's always free, and there's a new episode out every Wednesday. And while you're at it, leave a review. It's a great way to help the podcast, and it doesn't cost you a thing. Follow One Man Podcast on all the major socials, and you'll get bonus content and pictures, fun stuff for yourself. And finally, if you have something that you want read on the show, send it to contact at onemanpodcast.com, because if you send it, I'll read it on an upcoming episode. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy. What's up, everybody? This is DJ Demers. I'm K. Trevor Wilson. Hey, it's Krista Allen. Hi, this is Rick Mercier. What's up, guys? This is Paul Verzi, and you are listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! Yeah! My name is Josh Williams, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 218 for Wednesday, July 14th, 2021. How's it going, onesies? Are you guys doing good? Are you living your best lives? Is it the best day or week ever, huh? I'll tell you what, I am recording this a few days late, and I apologize for that, guys. I had the uh, every, of course, like everybody with excuses, I had every intention of doing it right, but I... uh, I had too much going on, and I will tell you all about that in this episode. I'll tell you all the fun things that we got to uh, to talk about and to discuss. Uh, but starting off, as always, what is the One Man Podcast? The One Man Podcast is me, comedian uh, Josh Williams and Earthling, telling you what's going on with me. It's for my friends, fans, family, whomever wants to listen to it just to know what's going on with me. So if I ever talk about anything, you're like, why is he telling me about a doctor's appointment? Hey, because that's what happened in the last week. You know what I mean? Or, or I'm filling time because uh, some weeks are uneventful, uh, like all of us. Not all of us have uh, action-packed weeks, but I'll tell you, this last week, buckle up. I got some stuff to tell you guys. Um, I've been trying to get to this for a while. Uh, I will get into everything. I, I went on an impromptu trip to British Columbia. That's right, all the way to the west coast of Canada. I live in Ottawa, Ontario, the capital, somewhere's in the middle. And, uh, and I hopped on a plane, and I went all the way out to British Columbia. So that's what we did. I packed the, the, the plan was we were going to go out for four days. Okay. That's what we were working with. We're going to go for four days. We left Saturday morning or at least I said I left Saturday morning and the plan was, uh, my flight would be coming home Tuesday evening. I get home, you know, early morning, Wednesday. So original plan. All right. This was the plan. We were going to be going out to flying into Vancouver and then driving four hours to the Kamloops area to a, a sort of a, a, just outside the Kamloops area to a resort area pl- called Sun Peaks. And, uh, Sun Peaks, I guess is kind of like the best way to equate it for my, you know, Ottawa people, uh, is it's kind of like Mont Tremblant, another sort of ski town. It's definitely a ski sort of village. It's still nice in the summertime, but it's, it's main purpose is to ski. Max was even explaining to me at one point that it is a, the place that we're staying is, uh, 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 ski in, ski out place, which he explained is like, you could ski to the bottom of the hill and then like walk right into the hotel with your skis and kind of get right into the elevator. Um, I was like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> like I, I guess and, and you would think, well, can't you just walk into any place with your skis still on if you're being ridiculous? I think it's like almost like you ski right to the bottom of the hill and it's kind of like a couple steps in, like you're right inside into the elevator. Um, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> I'm not a skier. But so we're going to be staying in this, this resort place called Sun Peaks. And then the idea was for us to come home. Originally, we were going to, we were going to drive back to Vancouver Tuesday morning 
and then just kind of hang out Vancouver uh, for the afternoon, evening until our flights. My flight was at like 10 PM. I think Max's was at nine. And having said that, I'm going to just big, big shout out uh, to my buddy Max right off the top of the show. Uh, Max, uh, got me a sweet deal on a flight, which was, let's put it this way. It would cost me less money to go on this flight round trip than it would to take an Uber from one side of my city and then back again. You know what I mean? One side to the other and then back again. That's that it was literally, yeah. One side of the country, to the other was cheaper than one side of the city and back again. So, um, big thank you to Max. Uh, you know, and, and it all came from him listening to the podcast and saying, you know what? I think, uh, I think Josh could use a little getaway, which again, I, I was thinking when he offered me the thing, I'm like, oh, he must be a few episodes behind because things are going pretty good right now. But, uh, you know, sometimes they say when it rains, it pours. And I guess that's for the positive as well as the negative, but Max reached out, uh, it turned out that I was free and, uh, yeah. So, uh, impromptu trip to British Columbia, never been before in my life. So fly out to Vancouver is the plan. Drive up to sun peaks near Kamloops. And, uh, and then, you know, Tuesday back. So that ended up changing. We decided, I guess, not long afterwards that we would come back Monday, spend one night in Vancouver, share a hotel room and, uh, you know, spend an evening in Vancouver and then the day before we leave. Um, so let me, let me tell you about, it. I'm going to a big swig of water here and, uh, and get right going. So, mm-hmm. oh Yeah. We have wet this whistle because it's going to be a long one, guys. Buckle up. I got plans this evening too, so I'm hoping I can get this thing all banged out before uh, before plans. I am uh, I'm rocking a new mic right now. I got a new arm for the desk, so I'll be able to keep this thing uh, nice and out of the way. I don't know if you can hear me banging on it. It's already suspended better than the other one. Like I can bang this in my hand. Very unlikely that I will be banging it with my hand, to be honest with you. Whole reason I invested in uh, in an arm that I screwed into my desk and it actually came out, came yesterday, which is already a day or two late from my, my podcast recording. So technically all of this information should be in next week's episode. So I'll tell you all the, the, the nitty gritty about that, but, uh, you will not hear me whacking this with my stand because now instead of being like on a music mic stand, that's sitting beside me and then hunched over in front of me, uh, it's now up and elevated and, uh, and just dangling down in front of my mouth. So, uh, you know, we'll see how this works out guys, but I'm excited to have a little bit more free space here on the table. Uh, this is also in preparation for things going video so that I'll be able to just sort of have it up out of the way, more room in front of me to, you know, organize my content and my notes and things like that. So I've even got notes on the trips, but I remember just about everything. I'm going to try to tell it as chronologically as possible. So Saturday morning, get to the airport. I got a direct flight to Vancouver. Fucking easy peasy. I'm getting on a plane. I am getting off of a plane and nothing else in between. Security went nice. I even ran into a friend of mine who, uh, who's there. And just in case I rambled my way right out of my thanks, I wanted to say thank you to Max. Big thanks, buddy. Thank you for thinking of me. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for, for all of the accommodations and everything that made the trip so affordable. Uh, so I'm just going to say this, you know, not that I don't want you guys to try, but for a onesie to listen to the podcast and be like, you know what? I got to get Josh out here. Uh, you might be onesie of the month right out of the gate. You know what I mean? So if anyone else has a bigger and better trip, they want to take me on. <laughs> I'm open to it, but I'm pretty sure July's onesie is <laughs> dusted all off, ready to go. I think that one's in the fucking books. So right out of the gate. Thank you, Max. I will tell the story. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have some shit that I will bitch about in the story. Um, but know that that does not take away from the gratitude. Okay. So happy, happy host right here. All right. Thank you. Onesies, uh, for all that you do. Okay. Thanks for listening. And, uh, and thank you for your generous contributions. Uh, really do appreciate each and every one of you. 
this is what happens. Get to the airport, ran into a buddy of mine uh, who was doing security. He's like, hey, man, haven't seen you in a while. He's like, hey, how are you? I hope you're good. All this stuff. Anyways, a little bit. It was a little unorthodox for an airport because usually, you know, you're not pally wally with fucking security. But anyways, get through security. Uh, the going through the thing was much better. I didn't have to take off my shoes this time, which is great. As a fat man, I hate bending over to tie my laces. But uh, didn't have to take off my shoes, which is great. Uh, only had to take off my belt, and I and I'm standing in line at security, like always going, "Fuck, I gotta buy one of those like belts with no metal on them, just so my pants fall." I have no ass for a big dude. I have no ass, so no belt. My pants come straight off. I need something to cinch them around to keep them up. So yeah, my shit just falls straight off. Uh, so yeah, um, <laughs> go through security. No issues. I don't have to take my fucking shoes off. I didn't have to take all my stuff out of my toiletries bag like I did when I went to Scotland. It was really nice to sort of open it up and, and, you know, they're like, oh, toiletries, whatever. They let me close it. Everything went back. It was so fucking easy. It was so easy um, getting through security. It was like, done. Cool. Go sit. Wait for my plane. Uh, Everything easy. No complaints there. Flight uh, takes off. What do I do? Uh, I brought a book. Uh, I'm going to be interviewing the author of this book. And I was like, I got to get this book read. But I don't know, I guess I didn't maybe sleep a whole lot. I'm like thinking I'll, I'll rest a little on the plane or something like that. And I just, I, I couldn't get, I can't get super comfortable on planes because again, I'm a big dude. So I'm as comfortable as can be, but I think I really need a certain vibe, if you will, to read a book. And I just wasn't having that on the plane. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have a four hour drive up to Kamloops. I'll be able to read some in the car. Um, just too much excitement. So on the plane, what do I do? I talk about uh, shit that I do guys. I got still, still got some movies in you would think on this trip to the wilderness, Josh, how'd you get movies watched on the plane? So I watched uh, a movie called, this is where I leave you. And, uh, it's, it's like one of the few ones on the plane that I hadn't seen. Um, so I watched, uh, this is where I leave you. It's uh, Jason Bateman, uh, Adam driver, Jane Fonda, who still looks amazing, uh, Tina Fey, and there was one or two other sort of recognizable cast members, uh, Burn, the, the, the Burn chick. Oh God, what's her name? Somebody Burn. She was in Bad Neighbors and Bridesmaids and whatever. Um, Jesus Christ. <sighs> and this is what ADD is like. Let's see what it's like to do Burn Bridesmaids. Let's see if we can get that. Burn Bridesmaids, actress. Let's see what it is. And we're coming up with, come on, she's right there. Is it Rachel Byrne? If I get her name before this fucking thing, Rose Byrne. There we go. All right, guys. Sorry you had to listen to that. Um, Yeah, whatever. She's in all sorts of shit too. So it's, it was pretty all sarcastic. I, and I, I was like, oh, is this movie new? Like, I think they had it listed under the new releases section, but I was like, I've never heard of this. I watched the trailer for on the plane. And I was like, oh, this seems nice. Uh, Jane Fonda played the mother. It's basically a movie where like a family, the, the father dies. And now all of the kids, um, Tina Fey, Jason Bateman, Adam Driver, and then the bald dude who was the bad guy in Ant-Man um, are all like, it also had the crazy bitch from Bad Moms and who played Agatha Harkness on uh, WandaVision. So it had some actors and actresses like have been into some shit. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're, they're good good enough actresses and actors actor. Why did I single out actresses? Good enough actors. I was trying to think of the Agatha Ag- Harkness. I had all the S on it from that. Anyways, um, it was like a pretty, pretty good all-star cast. So I was like, okay, what's going on with this? Oh, Dax Shepard was in it too, who I think is great. Dax was great. Uh, but he was just kind of like a side character and, uh, Timothy Oliphant, another good actor. Yeah. So all these people are in this movie and I'm like, holy fuck. So watch the trailer. It looks good. It's a family. The father dies. 
And then like his dying wish was for them to sit Shivas uh, on his death, which is like seven days where the family just sits and mourns or whatever. Um, And I'm probably not right about that, but that's what it was presented as in the movie. Um, So the idea is, of course, like the family all being stuck together after their lives have gone separate paths and everything like that. There's all these like warm family moments and hectic moments and this and that. Um, Lots of people questioning the relationships in it and coming back, of course, to their small town where they grew up in and, you know, rekindling with long lost loves because their lives have gone to shit and blah, 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 blah. It was, it was a nice movie. Don't get me wrong. It was a nice movie, but it was like uh, to be expected, but fuck it. It's a plain movie. I'm like, it's great. Great. Also, guys never heard of it. I was like, when the fuck did this movie come out? And then all of a sudden a Tina phase mouse, she's like, blah, blah, blah. It's 2014. I'm like, holy fuck. Seven years ago. You know, like nobody looks like super young or whatever, but uh, Jane Fonda still looked amazing. Amazing. Especially, I mean, nobody likes that compliment for her age, but even like for her age. Yes. But even just in general, like she looked fantastic. Um, they kept making jokes about her tits. Like when, when uh, right before her husband died, she got fake tits or whatever. They made, made kind of weird jokes about it, but, um, it was, it was funny. It was charming. It wasn't, it didn't try too hard to be funny. Like it didn't go the Judd Apatow way where it's just like dick and cum jokes the whole time. Um, but it wasn't like, oh, it's trying to be funny. It's just not like it, it worked. It worked. It was subtle humor. It was fun. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, So I would definitely say if anyone hasn't seen, this is where I leave you and you find it on like Netflix or something like that. Uh, I would say worth a watch. Definitely worth a watch. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, a lot of like life issues. It was sweet. I don't know. It was, it was a sweet little, nice romantic sort of comedy. Um, but not really a romantic comedy, just more like, you know, family with a lot of romance stuff in it. People questioning the decisions they've made in their lives and their, you know, relationships and, you know, what's real love and all that kind of crap. (laughs) <laughs> you know, all that horse shit. Um, then I watched Co- like uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Um, cause I'm just like, yeah, I just want to watch big animals throw each other into buildings. Garbage, hot garbage, stupid plot made no fucking sense. Um, the, the, yeah, like it was just a special effects bonanza, dumb, boring, stupid, uh, the other two, like, again, when you're talking about like, yeah, you're, you're watching big animals throw themselves around. I could, you know, like they tried too hard to make other shit make sense for no reason. Like it, it, it just did. It was the dumbest shit. It's like, it's like in the middle of the ground, there's an upside down world where gravity is this and that the hollow earth they call it. it was so stupid. And that's like where they got Kong from, or that's where Kong's been monitored and they're going to bring it. It was so dumb, so fucking stupid. And then just for an excuse to have Mecha Godzilla, this big company is trying to make a Godzilla that they can control. And so that's why Godzilla is trying to destroy it. But it looks like Godzilla is attacking this and that. I, they never even made it clear why he was going after King Kong. Cause they're both, you're rooting for both of them. Just dumb. So stupid. So stupid. Again, big names, everything. Alexander Skarsgård, um, Millie Bobby Brown, I think is her name from stranger things. Uh, a, a few other people that the fat kid from Deadpool two, the one who is like, you know, going to kill some guy and become the world's evilest leader. I don't even remember what the fucking plot of that was. Um, dumb movie, dumb movie. If you were like, Oh, I can't wait to get it. I want to save up my pennies and rent. Oh, but it was stupid. It was very, it was hard to enjoy. It was so stupid. Very difficult to enjoy. Josh, what is this? Uh, clinking I'm hearing here. Well, I'm having a little bit of a drink there, guys. It's been a, it's been a hot minute. I drank way too much on this trip. Um, mm. but I had a bottle of uh, Nanaimo 
Nanaimo bar flavored whiskey cream. And, uh, since I was in BC, Nanaimo, of course, uh, a place in BC. And uh, I drank a lot on this trip. I figured what a tribute to the podcast and to the trip, uh, to just sit and have a beverage, um, you know, reminiscent of, of, of all of it together, but you weren't in Nanaimo, BC, Josh, you know what? Why don't you take whatever metaphor you want and you stick to your own rules. So I'm stirring it up cause there's like a, a full centimeter or half an inch for my American listeners of lighter cream liquid color on the top. I'm going to mix it all in. I want to taste it. Mm-hmm. <coughs> wow. <coughs> well, that's what happens when fucking liquor goes down the wrong pipe. I think I'll leave that in there. I don't think I have time to go back and edit out me almost killing myself on the podcast. The only thing is if I actually killed myself, like died choking to death, it would never come out. There'd be no one to upload it. But, uh, but it is funny. You ever, you ever hear that? Like in a podcast or a, not in a movie. Cause of course in the movie, there's all sorts of dead narrators all the time. A la American beauty and some other shit, but you, you never, you know, every now and again, you'll hear something like the person's talking. And you're like, I was faced with blah, blah. It's like, well, how'd they, how'd they write the fucking book? If the goddamn coyotes ate them or whatever. Anyways. Oh my God. How's he going to get out of this? Well, he obviously is. He wrote the book. Um, <laughs> I remember that in the Simpsons. He's like, Oh my God, he'll be killed. And Marge is like, well, he obviously got out of it. He wrote the article and he's like, don't be so as he's flipping the pages. Do- oh yeah, you're right. Um, anyways, uh, what the fuck was I talking about? Godzilla monkeys. What the fuck? Oh yeah. The drink. Oh, and I thought I would mention this too while I'm thinking of it. Um, my, my little buddies. So it was, I was going to be meeting Max and then two of his friends out there would be the four of us, all of them, 24 years old. Uh, meeting 38, I have 14 years on these pups. And I was telling Max before I left him, like, listen, my concern with this trip is that I'm going to slow you guys down. I love that you guys have ambitions. He's talking about going on hikes and shit. I'm like, dude, I'm 38 overweight. I don't have the level of energy and go, go, go that you guys do. So I'm concerned I'm going to slow you down and I don't want to do that. I want to ruin your trip where everyone's waiting on me or come on, let's go. And I can't do it. I told him that before I left. And so I was a little concerned. So anyways, on the flight, watch two shitty movies and then bang, landing in Vancouver. Easy. Walk through, grab a Starbucks coffee. Cause I only had one little cup on the plane and then, uh, and then fuck it. We're going to, we're going to go for breakfast. I told Max, I'm like, Hey man, should I grab a bite here at the airport? Or are we going to go eat somewhere? He's like, Oh, we're going to go grab breakfast. <clears throat> Amazing. We'll pick you up shortly. Sat there, you know, just dicked around on my phone. Excited to be in a new city. I've never been to before. Uh, Max picks me up with his buddy Kaz shout out to Kaz for being the chauffeur this weekend. Kaz lives in Vancouver. So, um, Max had flown in from, uh, Winnipeg and Zenon had, sh- had flown in from Toronto. So we're kind of coming from all over. Max had gone in the day before, so he had stayed with Kaz. Uh, the two of them came to pick us up. Zenon was there at the airport as well. And we just all jumped in the car and went to a breakfast spot, not far from the airport. There was this like water strip near the airport. And I guess that's where they have the planes. Like, you know, those ones are the two big skis on the bottom. Like it's clearly a plane designed to land only on water as it doesn't seem to have wheels on it. Um, there is like a little tiny like restaurant right beside the water where there's all these docks where like the water planes board. And I don't really, I, I, I don't think I asked. I was just so kind of excited to be having breakfast and, and outside. Now, when we got to this restaurant, <clears throat> I have to explain to you, I'm going to be like clearing my throat now since I almost killed myself uh, five minutes ago. Um, 
when we got to the restaurant, I'm like, I've, I've still got my mask tied around my neck from the plane, right? I got a, a mask that's a cloth mask that ties up uh, behind my neck and I can just kind of drop it down and just let it dangle like a neckerchief, whatever, when I'm not using it. So I've still got this thing. We're, uh, we're going to go get breakfast and Max is like, yeah, this is where all like the water flights go. So I think this is like little, kind of like little puddle jumper planes where a lot of landing is near islands. And so it's just easier to land in the water and up to docks kind of thing. Um, so this is where these planes take off from. And it was just cool. Like we're basically at a, a restaurant that like has these wooden steps down to a dock. And then there's all these planes taken off and everything. Very cool. I have a video uh, on my phone. If anyone wants it, you know, send me a message and we'll, uh, we'll get that, uh, get that video to you. Okay. I just cut the track. So I'm gonna have to bleed these two tracks together. Cause I don't know uh, what I did there. And since that little brain stamp here, uh, I had a, a phone call come in and I, I cut the thing. Anyways, what the hell was I talking about? Landing water planes. Yeah. Let's just go back to that part. All right. And, um, so we're, we're getting ready to go into this, this restaurant and I'm getting ready to pull my mask up and Kaz is like, oh, well, there's no, there's no masks in BC. Like you don't have to wear masks in BC. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, there's no, there's no mask rules. It's not, it's not mandatory anymore. And I was like, oh shit. So I still had my mask on. Cause I'm like, I'm not used to this. And then it's, it's also like, we're not sitting on a patio. We're, we're going inside the restaurant. I'm like the inside is open. No masks, no social distancing. He's like, no. So I think I, as I mentioned, I, I had a video of it. I think that's what I was saying right before. I've got a video of what it looked like, the water sort of planes and stuff where we were sitting. You'd also see in that video that there's all the tables full. Nobody's wearing masks. Although staff everywhere was still wearing masks. Like everywhere we went, staff would still wear masks uh, in a lot of places, but not, not everywhere. It wasn't mandatory. It was like business by business discretion. But anytime we were being served food and stuff, people had masks. So. Uh, had a breakfast there. That was kind of fun. It was nice to just sort of meet everybody and, and sort of get to know each other. And then it was like in the car and uh, we're on our way to, to Kamloops. Okay. So that drive was interesting. Um, everyone was telling me how beautiful BC is. And you're going to see all the mountains on the plane. I, I had, I had an aisle seat on every flight that I was on, on this trip. And I, uh, I was told, you know, you're going to see all the mountains and everything like that. Um, I, I will say we drove, and it's like, it's a four hour drive and it's so beautiful and whatever. I'll tell you this. It was a way better looking flight or sorry, flight drive than anything I've driven on Ontario. Ontario is very boring. It's flat 401, just, you know, trees, but you're not seeing anything. There's no hills, no mountains. Or really, there's not much to see. Um, in BC, there was a lot of hills, I would call them. None of them would I call mountains. None. And I've seen hills before on my drive uh, to the East Coast. When Crystal and I drove to the East Coast, as soon as we got past Montreal, all of a sudden there was hills and peaks and valleys, ups and downs. In the world. I would actually say there was more hills and mountains on our way out east, which is not known for them, than there was on our drive four hours to Kamloops, which is known as like, ooh, BC, Rocky Mountain Territory, all that stuff. So maybe it just happened to be the road that we drove. Uh, we drove from Vancouver through Surrey, Abbotsford, then up towards Kamloops. So anyone who's very familiar with the area, please feel free to say to me like, Hey, uh, you missed out like on, yeah, the route you took, there's like hills and you weren't impressed with them. I'm not to say that I wasn't impressed, but no one's like telling me you're going to see mountains. You're going to see like the tallest mountains. It's insane. Such huge mountains. And then it's like, that's a hill. You know what I mean? Like those are hills. Those are not mountains. They're not, you know what I mean? Like. I mean, I'm not super good with just eyeballing length or height or anything like that, but like, you know, I, th these are, these things are like the size of like the downtown fucking buildings. You know what I mean? You're like, this isn't, it's not a mountain. This is a fucking, these are hills the size of, you know, 15, 20 story buildings. It's really not that impressive. You know, I've seen this before. So 
Um, a little disappointed on the drive up, and at no point did I see anything that was breathtaking. Um, however, actually, you know what? I did see something that was breathtaking. Uh, we saw the fires on our way to Kamloops. Sorry, gang, had to hard pause again because my phone is blowing up with, with phone calls and, and messages. Everyone's wondering about the podcast. It's right here. Trying to make it. Trying to make it. Um, I was saying, yeah, it was hard to breathe because, and then phone rang. I believe that's where I was at. I'm so sorry. Really so sorry, guys. Um, I, I love, I, you know what? Again, I'm grateful for people kind of reaching out like, hey, where's the podcast? But I, I just, you know, when it, when it's always, it seems to be always right when I'm recording it. Um, you know, there's an old saying, uh, you don't want to make God laugh. Tell him your plans. I know it's not really related to this, but it's so funny when I'm like, I'm going to cut a couple hours away, record this podcast. And it's like messages, phone calls, messages, phone calls. It's like, ah, thank you for the love, but you're fucking up the thing that you want right now. Just let me do it. Um, so, um, yes, uh, breathtaking views. No, definitely would not say that. However, um, the area that we were going to, a few people told me prior to my leaving that, Hey, you know that there's fires, forest fires and things going on in the area that you're headed to. And I was like, wow. Um, okay. Well I asked Max about it and he was like, no, we looked, we're keeping an eye. The risk is very low, blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. So we're driving. The sky's getting very hazy, smoky, like not bellows of smoke, but it's looking like a real hot day in the desert. The sky is kind of like gray and overcast looking, but it's all from the smoke and we can sort of see the smoke in different areas. So it wasn't just like one forest fire in one spot. There was a few fires cause it was exceptionally dry and you could smell a campfire in the air. There was, and we were driving not with the windows up and the AC on, but with the windows down, everything blowing in. And there was a few times where like, like I'm coughing in the car because I'm of, of smoke inhalation. So we, uh, we get past the drive and we make it to Kamloops, which is almost at, uh, almost at, at the sun peaks where we're headed. And we decide to, uh, to go to a grocery store, right? Cause we're going all the way up there, but we haven't bought any groceries. We haven't bought any groceries. We stopped at a quick little liquor store and picked up a few cases of things, but, um, we haven't bought any food. So, uh, I'm like, you know, maybe we should, maybe we should go to a grocery store guys. Like not a bad idea. We don't have anything for breakfast. We don't have anything for dinner. You know what I mean? No snacks, whatever. So we go to the grocery store and I decide, Hey guys, um, I'll, uh, I'll make breakfast. If you guys are good with doing dishes, I will make breakfast. So I bought all the accoutrement for breakfast, potatoes, eggs, toast, uh, sausages, maple sausages, maple breakfast sausages. And, uh, and we did that pit stop and then we went uh, all the way up to sun peaks and, uh, we saw these billboards for this, like this missing blonde kid. And I'll tell you more about it later. Missing since 2018. And, uh, we got to the, the little sort of resort chalet, whatever that, that Max's folks have a, a room at. And, um, we get there and there's like a, a numerical punch code thing on the door. Not one of the new like touchpad ones, but, but like this old, like click, click, click with the numbers. And so Max is like, yeah, I got the number here. We try it. It doesn't work. So then we're all standing with our arms full of luggage while Max calls his folks and then the property management people, whatever to come reset it. So they're like, yeah, we'll, we'll send someone over. It should be working, but it's not. We'll send someone over. So we decide, okay, well, since someone's coming, you know, we've also got like cold food and frozen food in the car. Um, you know, let's, uh, let's go have a drink. Cause we're in this little sort of like resort village kind of ski village thing, but in the middle of summertime. So we go and we have a drink at this place. Uh, we, we sort of, we walk in, right. And some guy comes like behind the bar and he's like, uh, what, what do you guys want? Like, like it was like, it's not even, it wasn't what he wants. Like, oh, guys, I don't want to, uh, give me a minute. I'm busy, really busy. 
We hadn't even said anything. It's like we're just four customers coming in at like, I don't know, six o'clock, seven o'clock. You know, it was almost like, oh, I'm sorry that we're bringing you business. Didn't mean to inconvenience you. Like who would have expected customers at a place of business? What a, what an outrageous thing for us to just walk into this place. And, and, and we haven't even said anything. We're not like, hey man, can we get a fucking table? Like we weren't assholes or anything. We just walked in and hadn't even said anything yet. This guy's already losing his fucking mind in the wrong industry. So we're sitting out at the patio and uh, we go outside, you know, we look for, we were just wondering if we could seat ourselves because there was no one out there to get us. So we're just like, uh, can we just grab any tables? There's no tables available. Okay. We just, and then we, you know, walk over the window. Like there's just, there's a table right there. It's got a couple glasses on or whatever, but we're happy to, oh, well, I have, I have 10 chances. It's like, uh, this guy's losing his fucking mind. It's like, okay, whatever. We just go sit at the table, dirty glasses, servers come over, start clearing it. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. You know, um, and we're sitting there looking at this nice little village. And then in the distance, you can see the mountain with the flames or not flames, but the, the smoke coming off it. So right down the road from where we came was the one spot where we would see the smoke coming off of the mountains, like, like clearly. So we snapped a few pictures and of course, pictures never do it justice, but I've got pictures of, of the three days that we're there where you can see the smoke, like basically where the fire is. You can't see the fire. You can just see the smoke coming out of the trees, but you can see it moving progressively down. So the first day was just at the top of the hill mountain, whatever. And then, you know, the next day it's like creep crept down the hill some and by the, the next, you know, by the last day we were there that it's down by the bottom of the, the, the hill now. So it's, it's moved. Um, we have our dinner or sorry, we, we have our drinks waiting for this property guy to show up. The property guy shows up actually pretty quick. No complaints there. Max is like, I'm gonna take off. You guys enjoy your, your, your drinks. We ordered the happy hour special, which was like these drumettes. Actually, I ordered them. And I'm like, what's a drumette? Like, it's like, it's like a buffalo chicken drumette. I'm like, is that like little like chicken wings or like, no, it's like drumsticks, like full size drumsticks. And they got like barbecue sauce on them and they're delicious. They're not barbecue, but like buffalo sauce are delicious. Okay. I'll take those. They're on sale. Seven bucks, whatever. I'll take that. Um, they show up and they just look like five, four chicken legs, no sauce on them whatsoever. There's like, oh, it comes with blue cheese dip, no dip. So I'm just picking it up, eat it. And it's just like, it's just like a cooked chicken, like, like nothing fancy, nothing special whatsoever. Not like it was listed. I mean, again, it was cheap price, but like who goes to like a nice bar to order like boring chicken? I don't know. It was just weird. It was a weird thing. I never heard them. Oh, they're called drumettes. Is that the fancy up a boring ass piece of chicken? Um, so Max comes back. We've got the code. We go into the, the room and it's nice. It's a one bedroom sort of apartment in the chalet. And, uh, it was hot as Fuck 80 something degrees Fahrenheit in there. And we opened the window, like way cooler outside. So we opened the windows. Um, there's kind of those little crank windows where it's like, oh, and it only opens from the bottom. So not really the whole opportunity to let air in. I'm like turning on the ceiling fan. We're opening the doors, opening as many windows as we can. I'm opening the, the door in the hallway to try to move air, like some sort of cross ventilation just wasn't happening. The whole time we were there, we never got the room temperature out of the eighties. So, uh, it was nice to have a base camp, uh, base camp rent free, but it was hot as fuck in there. Um, the, uh, once we got in there, everyone sort of put their shit in the fridge and then the guys decided, Hey, there's this, this bar down this, down the way called bottom, whatever. I think we hung out in the, the hotel or the, whatever the room for like an hour or so. It didn't seem like much because it, after being on a flight, you know, in an airports for like six, seven hours and then being in the car for, you know, four to five hours when you, when you count the pit stops, like it would have been a long travel day and I was ready to like relax. But so a very short turnaround time, everyone kind of bathroom and drop your shit off or whatever. There's a large bedroom in the one bed or sorry, large bed in the one bedroom and then a pull out couch. Another, so enough for four people. Um, 
the guys decided they were going to go to this place called Bottom that the server told us about. It's like, I guess it's the bottom of the hill or something, you know, instead of like Power Bottom or whatever. And um, I was like, yeah, you guys go ahead. I'm staying in. They're like, oh, no, come on, have come drink with us. I'm like, I am old. It's been a long travel day. You guys go have fun. All right. If I want to get up and, and wander down there, I will. So I stay in, I relax, I put my, you know, brush my teeth, put my aligners in. I'm watching the Apple TV in the room. I watched, uh, the fuck is it? Cloverfield, 10 Cloverfield Lane or Drive or whatever it's called. The one with John Goodman and Mary Elizabeth Weinstead. And then some other dude I've never heard of. Um, just, I've seen it before. Fun movie. Uh, put that on. I think it's about like midnight at this point, maybe not even. And of course I gained three hours that day, right? So midnight's like 3 AM and I'm like, I got to go to bed. So I go into the other room in the bed crash. They come home drunk good for them. They're young. They're in the 20, early twenties. Enjoy yourselves. Live your life. Um, and then they're like, Hey, we're going to make spaghetti. You want spaghetti? I'm like, Jesus Christ. No, you guys have fun. I'm glad you had a good time. They had a good time. Great, great, good spirited dudes. I'm like, you guys had a great time. I'm super happy for you. I'm good. So I just roll over, go to sleep. That's it for me. Um, I, I think it must've been like three o'clock in the morning or something like that. And then like the next day it's like 9am I've been sleeping, right? I got my, my, my eight or whatever hours in I get up, all of them were in the living room. So I guess they, they came into the room and grabbed one of the two single mattresses that were like together on the frame and then brought them over to, uh, brought one into the living room. So three of them slept in the living room, probably because the, the ceiling fan was, was making it much cooler in that room, but like get up and they had, they had chopped up garlic bread and, and sauce and noodles and, and meat and, and Parmesan, uh, what was it, was it like a, a special, like truffle oil cheese and stuff like that. They'd gone all out to make a nice Italian fucking meal for themselves at three o'clock and where God knows what time they were finished and what time they ate it. So I wake up sinks full of dishes, you know, and my, my goal is to wake up in the morning and prep the potatoes and everything like that for like a nice big breakfast. All of the fucking you know, cookware and shit has been used for their goddamn drunken 3 a.m. puzzles. No big deal. I just say, all right, boys, breakfast will begin its process when you fucking do the dishes. That's the day. I'm not waking up to do your drunk dishes and then, and then cooking a breakfast. So we kind of, you know, everyone sort of came around a little bit. They didn't get a whole lot of sleep, but they're young. Bounce back, fuckers. Um, and so they get up, they, they wash the dishes and then I go out to the, uh, the porch, the, the deck balcony, whatever you want to call it, sit down at the tables and start, uh, start cutting up potatoes to prep for home fries. Yeah. They got to kind of cut them up. You got to boil them. You got to get them ready, you know? So, um, they decide that, you know, Hey, we need some coffee. And I'm like, I put coffee on coffee maker right there. Like, no drinking hot coffee in the hot weather is insane. And I know some people that think that, well, good on you. I like my coffee in the morning. I can make it work for me. So they wander off. They're going to find cold coffee. I think I'm an hour and a half into like chopping potatoes, boiling everything like that. They're like, we're on our way back. So they came back like right as all, as breakfast was almost done, which I kind of didn't mind a small place like that, you know, and they're always in the kitchen grabbing drinks. Stuff. They're drinking already, by the way, they wake up and they're already back to the vodka seltzer drinks and I'm like, Jesus Christ. So I'm like, no, you guys drink like, yeah, you want to drink? I'm like, no, no, I'm cooking. I'm working. I, we just drank. I don't know how many drinks we had the night before. I probably only had two or three, but it was just like, God, it's a travel day. I, we drank yesterday. I'm like, no. God, no, you guys go ahead. I'll drink with you later. So anyways, uh, make a big breakfast. It was really nice. We all sat out on the porch at the table, uh, and had a nice meal. You know what I mean? Sausages, scrambled eggs. Nice. Like there was more food than we could have ate. That's what I, that's what I said. I was like, I want to make enough food that, that nobody's hungry, especially if we're going to go out and do shit like good, solid base in your system 
enjoy your breakfast, whatever. Um, we got, uh, what did we do first? So the idea was we were going to go out. I can't remember where they said they wanted to go. They wanted to go to value village in Kamloops. We were going to do a hike up to a waterfall and, uh, and I was saying, Hey, we could stop at the Costco in Kamloops. Cause I love Costco. You guys know I fucking love Costco and, uh, we will do, <laughs> you know, we'll do the other stuff. I'll get this stuff at, at Costco for breakfast. Cause I only bought enough for the one day we were missing some other things. So, um, basically, basically, um, essentially what we did was, uh, we got in the cars, we started to drive back towards Kamloops. So we saw the fire again. This was the second time where I saw the fire, like the, the fire in the Hills. We could smell it in the air and we saw f- helicopters, uh, flying around it, dropping these big, like red balloons. It, like, they weren't dropping them, but they were like, they had these like, little sort of like balloon sacks that were full of water and they just drop it. And they weren't huge sacks. Like it, the sack, I would say it looked like somebody's like backyard pool, but like smaller, like one of those above ground pools, but a small one. And even then it seemed, you know, like a little smaller than that. So it didn't seem like they were trying to bring a whole lot of fucking water to this, this fire. But I mean, maybe that's all that these little choppers could handle. Um, and it, so I, I snapped some pictures of these choppers in the air. And of course, like you're looking at the windows, choppers clear as day, snap a picture and you're like, what the fuck? There's like a black speck on the image. You don't even like looking at the picture. You don't even see the helicopter. And then you zoom in. You, oh, there's a helicopter there. It's like, yeah, I don't know what it is about, about cameras. Maybe it's the depth that they can't really, they do that. Just whenever you take something that's like a lot going on in a picture, the, the, the camera never can seem to, to replicate that. At least not the ones on the cell phones. Not yet. Anyways. So, um, yeah, we, we got some videos of the, of, of a chopper right beside us on the road, like this side of the road, like lowering down and grabbing this tiny, 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 tiny little pond. Just that's how we know these things weren't very big is the pond wasn't fucking big. And then this thing dips in, fills with water, and then it fucks off to go drop it on the fire. So we we're driving past the, the helicopters fighting this blaze on our way, you know, towards Kamloops and on our way there, I guess the guys are like, oh, there's a vineyard here. We're going to stop and check out or winery or whatever you want to call it. And, um, we went in and we chatted with the staff because it was kind of like, okay, they, they give you samples of the wine and stuff. So it was kind of nice. But what was interesting is, and I mentioned this earlier, was that there was all around Sun Peaks, there was billboards of this blonde kid um, who had gone missing in 2018 um, all over the place. And it was kind of like, you know, I, 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 Max was aware of it because he's got, like I said, his family owns property in the area and sort of told me what the local suspicion is. And I'm not going to speak ill. Well, he's missing. He's not dead, but I listen to a lot of true crime stuff or whatever. So my, you know, I'm, I'm betting, um, you know, on, uh, on, on the, the nefarious stuff. Anyways, ideas we were saying how, like I made the comment that like, it's funny that like, they've just found all these mass Aboriginal graves in the area. You know what I mean? But this one white kid goes missing. He gets billboards everywhere and, and this and that. Like, I don't know. It's, it's just one of those like injustices, right? Like, oh, we found all this other stuff and we're just kind of like trying not to, to look too hard at it, you know? But then, oh my God, this, this, this kid goes missing. And the funny thing was when we got to the winery, we were saying, oh yeah, I see this people. And then all the people at the winery were like, oh yeah, we knew him. Like some of the younger girls were like, oh, we knew him. Like, really? And they were telling us some stories and we were like, okay, so the local suspicion, you've got like a, an, a good, who knows, man, it's gossip and stuff. I don't think they meant, they didn't present it gossipy, but they were kind of saying that like, you know what? Resort areas, there's drugs, you know, there's, there's usually like a, a, a drug, uh, not cartel, but a, 
a drug presence and there's usually people in charge of the drug presence. And you know, you watch any movie or something, if you show up in an area and you try to bring in your own, uh, drug presence when there's already a person there, you know, stepping on somebody's turf, um, you know, that usually, uh, usually gets attention, uh, not the good kind. And I'll leave it at that. That was the story that we were told. So, um, but this, this person's face and name were everywhere on billboards and signs all over the place. Billboards, not the right term signs, big signs up by the side of the road, big signs, billboard sides, sized signs. Just the only thing is billboards are like you pay to advertise them. This was clearly not the case. They were clearly made for this purpose alone, but it was just kind of like, and they were like within 40 minutes, you know what I mean? Like of, of the area. So it's like all over the place in the area. So everyone's like, yeah, we, we knew them and you know this, that, and the other and, and blah, blah, blah. And it's just, it, it is what it is. Um, so it's kind of tough to, it's kind of tough to, I mean, I don't like to speak ill of anyone really. And again, a tragedy is still a tragedy, but it's just, it was kind of like, okay, well, well, there's a lot of attention on a way bigger tragedy in this area, you know, that really deserves some focus and some funding to raise awareness. And, uh, you know, but it's not a white tragedy because the white tragedy gets billboards and stuff everywhere and blah, blah, blah. Anyways, whatever, whatever, whatever. Get angry at me if you want. I've, I've said my piece. I, I did preface by saying a tragedy is a tragedy. It's just, uh, there's also a certain level of tragedy, uh, a tragic aspect to, uh, you know, uh, other people in this country who've, who've suffered infinitely. And, uh, it'd be nice to see that level of care and attention to their, their struggles as well. All right. Uh, oh, you're, I'm supposed to be an asshole. Sorry. I'm supposed to not care about anybody. My apologies. Um, so, uh, we saw that we went to the vineyard. Wine was fine. Nothing special. Oh, this pissed me off. This pissed me off. Oh, oh, time to get angry. Okay. So there was a bottle of Gamay, um, there, a Gamay blend that I can't remember what the other one was blend with. I think it was like Franck or something like that. doesn't matter. Gamay is a really nice tasting red wine. And I saw it on my way to the bathroom. I was like, hey, you guys have a Gamay. We didn't get to taste that. They're like, sorry, it's really, you know, it's like it's like a $28 bottle or whatever. And I was like, well, I haven't had Gamay in a while, and it's really nice wine. I'd really like to, you know, try some. And they're like, yeah, sorry, we don't have it. Like, we can't sample it. And I go, okay, let me make you a deal. I go, let me, let me, I go, if you guys open a bottle for us to try, okay, I will guarantee you that I'll buy a bottle, okay? I go, I guarantee you I'll buy a bottle, but... I go, I don't know if these guys are going to like it or not. So if you open a bottle, let them try it. If they like it, then I'll share the bottle with them. And if they don't like it, then I won't open it. I'll bring it home and I'll share it with somebody else. I'll have it, you know, for a better occasion. I just don't want to open a bottle. They don't really love it. It was a $30 bottle. Is that fair? I go, I'm going to buy the bottle. Or I'm going to say, I'm going to buy a bottle regardless. So you don't have to worry about like whether or not you're going to make a sale. You're not going to open one and not make a sale. Sales made regardless, but you open it up. They get to try it. If they don't like it, then I didn't waste any. I'll share it with someone else. And they, they agreed. I, I said, who can make that decision? They're like, okay, we agree. So they open it up. They, they pour us each, you know, a little tasting amount. And I go, okay, you guys, are you guys allowed to have some with us? And they're like, no, not technically. Like we can't have it while we're with you. But like she takes that little decanter and she pours like, uh, you know, three ounces in there. That's like, now there's an ounce for us each in there. I go, great. And I'm thinking like, guys, the way I've presented it, I'm thinking, okay, they're having some of this sample bottle, right? So great. Thanks. Oh, the guys are like, oh, it's delicious. We love it. Okay, great. Perfect. So I go, all right. Um, I go, I grab a bottle off the shelf, right? I grab the, the bottle that I said I was going to buy and she's ringing it up. And, uh, I pay for it 
And I just, I, I hand her the bottle, the unopened bottle. She's like, oh, you want two bottles? I'm like, no, it's just this the bottle. She's like, oh. And she's bagging up the opened bottle. The open bottle. And I'm like, oh, you're giving me the open one? She's like, yeah, yeah, because you wanted like to try it and it's just, yeah, it's opened. I'm like, okay. And I'm kind of, I'm so taken aback. The guys have already walked out to the car. If they were still inside, I probably would have said more, but I'm all, I've got the urgency now that the, 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 everyone's leaving. And I'm like, and I'm like, I haven't even processed this insanity. So I just, I take the bottle, the opened already three ounces for them. Everyone else has had a taste already. And I'm walking to the car and I go, what did you guys understand from what I said? And Kaz is like, oh, I understood that you were going to open the bottle. We were going to taste it. And then you were going to buy it. And I said, Max, and he goes, well, I understood that you were going to get them to open a bottle for us to try and you'd buy a fresh bottle. I go, yes, that's what I meant. I go, why would I ask their permission to drink some of my own bottle? If I was buying it and opening it and that's the one I'm going to leave with, why would I need their permission to open it and taste it? I, if I'm buying it anyways, I can just leave and taste it. I don't need to also give you guys three ounces of my bottle. I was really, that was so crazy to me that they could understand that. I'm like, oh, can I, is it okay? Like, can we open my bottle? Can we please, please, please open my own bottle that I'm paying for? It was so dumb. It was so dumb. So now we've got this open bottle. I'm like, okay, well, you know, now it's, it's like a, like a half, not even half, like a third drunk open bottle. I'm like, okay, well, do we all want like, you know, half a cup or whatever later at dinner stayed in the car or whatever. I don't know. It was, it was just like, huh. I was just like, okay, it's like a wasted $30 because there's tax on the booze in BC. And then they're like, they asked for a tip and it's funny because they already paid for it. So I gave them a fucking $2 tip, even though it's not much, but just to buy a bottle, I gave them a $2 tip because I'm like, oh, I'm getting a fresh bottle. That was nice of them to do that for me. And then they give me the opened bottle. Fuck you. Oh, that was gross. It was gross. They were all very nice, but that that one thing at the end, I'm just like, does that tell me what you guys understood from that? Right? If I said to you, will you open a sample bottle? I even said open a sample bottle so we can all taste it. And I just want to make sure that the bottle I buy, I don't open it up and share with these guys and they don't like it. It's a $30 bottle of wine. All right. If they don't like it, cool. I'll still buy one. I'll just take it home and I'll share it with someone else. So and then they understood, oh. You buy a bottle, I'm going to pay for a bottle. You're going to open that bottle that I just paid for. You're going to give it to people and then I'll take it with me. Can I have permission to open the thing I bought? Why would I ask you to do that? I was clearly talking about a different bottle. I was talking about that and then you can use it to sample with other people, whatever. You might sell some more bottles. It's guaranteed. You open this bottle, you're guaranteed to sell a bottle from that, that thing you know, and you might even sell some others. You just don't open another one. Anyway, it was so crazy. I, I don't know. Tell me what you understood from that, guys. If if you understood that I was like, hi, can I buy a bottle and then open it? Um, I don't know. Why would you hmm and ha about that? If you buy a bottle, it's yours. You do whatever the fuck you want with it. Anyways, I digress. That really bothered me. That seemed, I was I was blown away how anyone could fucking comprehend that. Anyways. So we go to a, a second uh, vineyard down the road and this place infinitely nicer looking uh, inside. Uh, it looked nice inside too. So we get up, there's a tasting bar and they're like, hi guys, are we, would we, would you like to have a tasting today? 
would you guys like to taste anything? And it was like, yeah, you want to have, so you, you want to have a tasting? Yeah, 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 we'd like to have a tasting. Uh, there's no signs up or anything like that about the tasting, just the ones that you can taste. There's like seven, I think, names on the list. And she's like, you can taste up to five. Okay, sounds reasonable, right? You're giving us free free wine to taste. That's that's fair. Don't just sit here and just drink wine. So we tried a Foch. We tried a uh, Hands Up White, it was called. We tried uh, a Rosé. We tried a Blueberry Wine. And then we tried something else. I can't remember what the last one was. The woman behind the bar, a young lady uh, whose mother worked at Costco, was we were talking about how we're going to go to Costco. And she's like, oh, yeah, my mom works at Costco. And Max was saying he hates Costco. And I'm, you guys know me. I fucking love Costco. And she's like, how do you not love Costco? So great, blah, blah, blah. Just, just bullshit. Just conversation while we're trying the wine. And then um, the second she poured the last one, like she was still, she was polite. She didn't actually seem that polite, but I thought she's just being a real person, whatever. Um, she wasn't rude. She was just not being like super customer servicey, bubbly, whatever, like regular, you know, servers and, and salespeople are. And the, like, like even at the end, like she wasn't even making recommendations or anything like that. Like, what do you guys want to try next? I'm like, Hey guys, I've, I've made recommendations, but I don't want to be picking all the wines. They're like, no, you're picking good stuff. Whatever. I was like, okay, well let's try the one you suggest the hands up. She's like, okay, pours it in the glass and then says, guys, thanks for the tasting. And then walks away. Like that's it. Thanks for the tasting. It walks away. Like God. Could not have exited faster. Not even kidding. Could not have exited faster. Fucked right off the second that fifth one was there. Like, didn't make us feel rushed or anything like that during. But that's like, okay, guys, thanks for this. And just walks away. Like, I, I, I can't even tell you, like, what movie um, has an abrupt ending. Like, you've seen a movie where it's just like, fuck, it's over? That's it? Abrupt, hard ending? Like, not even like a buildup or a long fade to black where you know it's at, just bang. I was like, wow. Okay. So we walk over to uh, the cash because that's where they said that they could order food from. They also told us that, so Max is like, can we get food? And she's like, yeah, unfortunately you have to order your food in here and then go outside and our servers will bring it to you and then, and then come back inside. Like we don't serve from outside because of our server's health and all the smoke in the air. Keep in mind, we're like 30 minutes away from the fire. But there's like with the smoke in the air, they can't be outside all day because, you know, it's not safe for their, their conditions and stuff like, okay, but we can go sit outside. No problem for half an hour. You don't care. Anyways, just a little odd. So it was very like, no, you, you come in here and we, you pay for it and then we bring it to you when it's ready. So we're just like, all right, well, we weren't really into food. So we're like, uh, Max is looking at the window and he sees, uh, the patio and there's a, there's an empty table there. Beautiful patio, by the way. Like it's like like raised up. You can overlooking a hill across the street and the highway and everything like that. Um, big glass sort of panels along the outside. Very nice. Very nice. Can't give it shit. Very nice patio. Maxie's an empty table. He's like, oh, can we get that table right there in the patio? And the woman goes, unfortunately, it's reserved. We have a reservation at four o'clock. And Max looks at his watch. He's like, it's 406 though. There's nobody like, then we're looking outside. There's like, there's nobody parked. There's no one walking up. And then she goes, how many, uh, how many, uh, tastings did we have today? And we're like, uh, I'm go, I had one. And she's like, cause they're $6 each. And we're like, oh. I go, well, there's no signage that says there's $6. We weren't informed when we were offered a tasting. It's nice that just, it's a kind of, and the Max goes, well, if you buy a bottle, they don't charge you for the tasting. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go buy a bottle. I'm not going to fucking. So I decided I wanted to bring back a bottle of the blueberry wine. And, uh, and I did. You got dang right. I did, uh, bring back the bottle of blueberry. So I buy the blueberry wine and, uh, definitely did not ask to open it or anything like that based on the previous experience. Um, it's funny. First vineyard, great customer service. The winery wasn't particularly pretty or anything. Second one, beautiful. Everyone was a fucking asshole. So get this. 
we come back to the counter with, uh, with, you know, our bottle selections, Max had already purchased his. That's how he knew that, you know, the tasting was free. If you, if you buy a bottle, which again, they didn't tell me at the counter. So I, I'm, I'm paying for my stuff and Max looks outside. He goes, Oh, there's four tables. He goes, Oh, there's four tables available now on the patio. Can we get one of those? The girl doesn't, doesn't break her gaze from him. He goes, no, they're all reserved. And he goes, no, but there's like, there's like, like, well, like how, what time is the reservation? And she goes, she goes, yeah, unfortunately they're all reserved. I go, Max, I said this, uh, Max is about two feet away from me. She's just on the other side of the counter from me. So we're like, I'm, I'm the same distance from Max as she is from me. I go, Max, she didn't turn around and look at the tables you pointed out. She didn't look down at the computer to check for reservations. She doesn't want us on that patio. It's obvious. She doesn't want us here. And she doesn't say anything. She doesn't go, no, sir. Honestly, there's reservation. Doesn't even refute it. She may have well have been like nodding to what I was saying. Yes, we don't want you here. She was a fucking bitch. Uh, sorry to be an ass to, to someone and, and call names insulting, but what a bitch. They were, a lot of the people inside were kind of like cunty like that. And Zenon, who was with us, he had just walked right into the patio, sitting on a table. He wasn't, he's not even ballsy guy. Super quiet dude. He just walked outside. We weren't going to out him. So didn't, didn't pay the $6 tasting and good on, good on him. Uh, I don't think that was his intention, but good on him. If they're not going to fucking pay attention and advertise it, then good. You should walk right the fuck out without paying them for it. Uh, But Max got a bottle. Kaz got a bottle. I got a bottle. We paid for our bottles and we, we walked outside to these like kind of like sort of picnic-y tables out in the front. Nothing special. Kaz is like, Kaz came out because he didn't see the interaction that Max and I had had with this woman. And he goes, uh, there's several tables up there. Why aren't we sitting at one of those? So he goes inside to talk to somebody and he's like, they're saying that like all of them are reserved for four o'clock. And he's like, I'm like, it's uh 20 after four. Where are these people? None of them are here. At least one of them is a no show. And so the guy comes out and he goes, oh, you guys, you guys can, can we have one table for you? It's, it's actually, there's one table free. We can give you gives us there. The place stayed half empty while we were just sitting there drinking our wine, which didn't take very long. Um, half empty. And then it went to completely empty. I'm like, Oh, are you guys closing? They're like, no, just everyone's just, just quiet right now. And I go, Oh, and I'm like, Hmm, so much for those reservations that were like, this place is jammed with reservations. You know what I mean? I don't know. It was just like, like shit. I was pissed off about the bottle thing. And then I was pissed off that I'm like, these people are like just rude. It was just a rude fucking vineyard. Then, uh, the guys wanted to go to, um, what the guys wanted to go to uh value village. And I'm like, well, it's down the road from Costco. Can you guys drop me off at Costco? I'll get the stuff that we need for breakfast tomorrow. And then, uh, you know, you guys can just come pick me up. It's like five o'clock at this point, maybe even five 30. So I'm like, I got half an hour in Costco and yeah, Costco is so fucking hard on the road, wherever I am, if there's a Costco, that's my tourist attraction. Let me see what this Costco has that the other ones don't surprisingly very similar things. Um, like almost exactly the same as the stuff that I'm used to here. So not really a huge difference. Usually you get a few, you know, a a bit of ways and you'll see some differences. I didn't see anything that that stood out at all at all. Um, so, uh, I picked them up for breakfast. They picked me back up after it's not very, uh, eventful. And then on our way back, of course, we stopped to walk up to this waterfall, right? We're, we're parked across the street from the pictures I have of like this fire moving down the hill. So at this point it's like halfway down the hill. All right. This is our day two. This would have been Sunday evening, uh, maybe seven o'clock. So Max is like, Hey, there's a trail here. It's like about five to 10 minutes up the, the up the trail. And, uh, and then there's a, a waterfall at the top and we want to see it. Okay. Start walking up this hill, Max and Kaz way up, way up front. 
I'm walking with Zen in uh, behind, but they're all small in shape. And this, this trail is on, on a reasonable incline. Okay. And so we're walking up this trail. I'm in flip flops. Cause I didn't realize we were hiking. So I'm in flip flops and I just stopped to pee. Uh, Zen and kept going. And, and then I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm walking behind. I'm like, I'm all by myself in the woods right now. I got missing kid billboards everywhere and I'm by myself. So I was like, okay. And it's hot. And I can't breathe because there's smoke from the fires in the air. So I'm asthmatic. I'm not a big bitch about my asthma, but I'm going to recognize the fact that if I'm 300 pounds hiking in inappropriate gear after drinking at vineyards, and now I'm, I'm behind. So I'm actually pushing myself even harder, trying to catch up with the group because I don't get eaten by a fucking mountain lion or, or a bear all by myself in the woods. The hike was easily 20 minutes up the hill. And then we get there and the waterfall was incredibly underwhelming. Again, I have pictures reach out if you want to see them. Um, but underwhelming pretty, but to be exhausted, I actually looked at my Apple watch when I got to the top of the hill. Also no reception. I look at my phone. I'm like, there's no reception where I am. So I'm like, if something happens lost, I'm fucking, I'm fucked. Right. So I get to the top of the hill. My Apple watch is telling me that my heart rate is 180 beats per minute. So it's like, thump, 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 thump. Like it's going like crazy. And I'm like, I'm with everybody. I'm like, fuck this. Like, I'm like, well, yeah, we take our pictures and they're like, yeah, isn't it beautiful? I'm like, I can't breathe. And I think my heart's going to explode again. Going back to my, my one fear on this trip was that I was going to, I was going to be anchoring everybody. I was going to be holding everybody else back. So I was like, I, I if you guys want to hike up a hill, not going to happen. You know, you want to walk down a little path to something. Sure. But hiking up a trail, a five to 10 minute trail that ends up being 20 minutes and then back down the other way and flip flops fucking crazy. Um, so we, we walk back down. There's actually a shortcut back to the road. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to walk down the road instead of the wobbly rickety path with rocks and wet, you know, anyways, sounds like, listen, it was nice, but when you're afraid your heart's going to explode in your chest, you know, it's, it's not as fun and it's going to explode in your chest and you're going to be by yourself in the woods and eaten by fucking mountain lions. It's, it's not as, as fun and, and as beautiful as you may think. It made me aware that, yeah, like you don't like, it would be like, I was trying to explain to them. I told Max on the way back down. I'm like, dude, I want to be a part of this. I appreciate that you guys are like, want me included in your hikes and stuff, but dude, I can't go, go, go all day long. I can't like go and drink and drink and drink. And let's go to the next place and then drink and drink. And then we're going to go here and shop around. And then we're going to go here. And we're going to do this. Then we're going to hike up a hill. Then we're going to go home. We're going to go out to a club. I'm like, I can't do that. You may as well be asking your 80 year old grandmother to hike up. Come on, grandma. Come on. Hurry up, grandma. And you just leave her alone in the woods to die. Like you, you gotta understand. I can't go at the same pace as you. So you either got to like drop me off at the thing and then go do you like you, like I appreciate it, but I can't do it. I can't. It's not that I don't want to. I fucking can't. And it's embarrassing. It really is embarrassing, but I'm like, I'm fucking 14 years. your senior. I'm more than, I'm more than half your life older than you. You know, I'm learning it as I get older. Like I don't, I don't blame them. When I was 20 of you, you know, my mom was like in her forties and trailing behind. And I was like, come on, mom, hurry up. Like, it's not a lack of desire. Your just body starts to fucking break down as you get older. There's just shit you can't do. You know, I couldn't go out until three o'clock in the morning, hammered drinking, and then wake up at nine o'clock in the morning and then go out and get a breakfast cocktail. Like, but that's what they're doing. That's where the age they're at. And they, and they deserve that. I just, I just feel bad when everyone's like, come on, Josh. And I'm like, I, I can't do it, dude. I will die. My heart is telling me, stop. You can't do this. You know, and it doesn't help that I'm out of shape. I would, I would think that a 40 year old who's in shape is going to have a tough time keeping up with 20 year olds, just drinking all day and hiking and go, 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 go breathing in 
death valley forest fire smoke you know what i mean like it's uh it was crazy so i just said hey man we gotta we gotta do this thing so we get back to the 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 spot afterwards and i'm like i'm gonna take a nap and they're like yeah we're gonna try to go out again you know maybe around 10 o'clock i would say this is like maybe eight i'm like great i'm gonna sleep for an hour get up have a shower whatever get ready and then i'll, I'll go out with you guys so i'm napping and i wake up to um i wake up to uh sorry phone goes off and distracts me wake up to max and zenon coming in going uh there's a f- there's an evacuation alert right now for camlips i'm like what do you mean we have to leave and he's like no it's an evacuation alert saying that like any minute they might tell us we have to leave and this is like 10 o'clock at night and the sun has gone down and i'm like okay so like so like all they said all the restaurants in the village that were like open the previous night they're like they're all closed down there's only one spot that's open so we went and we had a drink there and they're all like yeah most of the staff have gone home a lot of the locals have already left like and i'm like oh shit so i then start to Google, like what's an evacuation alert. I'm getting all that reading like uh news stories and stuff like that. And it's like, yes, an evacuation alert has been da 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 for the forest fire. It's dangerous. A lot of people, fight. I'm like, what the fuck? And so we, do we have to evacuate guys saying an evacuation alert. Like, do we have to go? And I had to do my own research to find that an evacuation alert means get ready for an evacuation. And the evacuation thing that I was, we were waiting for was an evacuation order. So the other thing is alerting you that an order may be coming shortly. So that one was tough. I was like, okay, fuck. So like when all of our, our bags are all open, we've got like a fridge full of food that we've bought for the next couple of days. So this is Sunday night and we're thinking, you know, so the guys are saying, well, we're thinking maybe now we'll come back Monday morning. Like we'll spend the night, we'll pack in the morning, you know, have breakfast, whatever. And then we'll drive back. Um, we looked at the escape roads or whatever. And it wasn't like there's one road in one road out. Cause even on our way back, uh, that night, as we're driving up to sun peaks, there's a, there's a fork in the road that kind of leads up to one area away from sun peaks, very close, just a small area. And it was blocked off and there was firefighters up there, like not letting anyone go up that road. And we're like, well, that could be this road tomorrow or tonight as the fire spreads. So we're like, are we gonna have a way out of here? But it turns out there's two other roads out of there that completely circumnavigate it and bring us back to Kamloops. So we weren't in any super serious danger, but we had to get ready to like, okay, evacuate. Like the orders come, like it's, you, you gotta get out now. And they have activations orders, like, like get your, you know, personal belongings, a day's worth of clothing or a day, a couple days worth of clothing and any like irreplaceable items, because it's basically like, get ready for your shit to get burned down. Basically that order never came for the record, never came, didn't come that night, didn't come the next day, still has not come, uh, as far as I've seen online, although it has been probably 24 hours since I checked. So, uh, you know, I'm recording this on Friday, even though it was due Wednesday, um, but I still, like I said, I, I've checked since nothing, nothing about that. I'm sure Max would have been like, Hey, by the way, our, my, my mom's, uh, you know, chalet burned out. Like, Oh fuck. So and that ended up being like, okay, well, I'm just going to sleep then. You know, if there's, if we're not going anywhere, like we chatted a little bit in the evening and then I just went back to bed and, and that was it. We woke up the next day that the, the pups, uh, fucked off to go have, you know, breakfast cocktails or whatever it was again, go find coffee somewhere. And, uh, and I proceeded to make breakfast again. Uh, we had a breakfast meal. We started packing everything up. I packed my shit. The guys cleaned up. We kind of threw out a lot of f- perfectly good food that we had just bought because there was, you know, four hour drive back and, and nobody wanted it. There's no time to cook it or whatever. So that's disappointing. I hate wasting. And I probably threw out about $40, $50 worth of food. Um, maybe not that much, but it was just disappointing. Like, you know, I was bought eggs at Costco. So like a dozen eggs that no one wanted. I mean, again, three of us are flying home. I'm flying home with a bag of groceries. Um, so it was just kind of like, Kaz, take these as like, I don't, I don't eat that. I can't use this. I was just like, just in the garbage, in the garbage, in the garbage, heartbreaking, heartbreaking. 
Um, the, uh, yeah, the drive back was fine. Uh, as we were driving away, we saw that the fire had now finally reached the bottom of the hill, but this is now we're leaving at like one at maybe noon or one o'clock. And we're like, you know, the fire's still not really near. So we had to drive 10 minutes down the road to see where the fire was. So it was still coming, but it, it hadn't, it wasn't at a point. We never got the evacuation order. Um, we, uh, what else did we do? Sorry, gang. We're talking about to the thing. We walked, uh, we, we basically drove back to Vancouver, which is a four hour drive. We got there, I think somewhere around six or 7 PM. We got a hotel, uh, hotel Belmont downtown. The staff was nice, nice little spot, but this is my first time now in the city of Vancouver. And everyone's like, Vancouver's beautiful. It's so expensive, this and that. We walked out the front door of our hotel and the city looks like West Hollywood in the sense that it's like businesses closed everywhere, boards up on things, graffiti everywhere. Like it was not beautiful. And there was homeless everywhere, everywhere. And I'm very empathetic to homeless and the problems and the fact that I've, I've talked about this in the podcast before that a lot of them are mentally ill and they fall through the cracks in, in the system. Um, this wasn't like home. We have homeless, a lot of homeless in Ottawa. We have a lot of homeless in, in Toronto. Usually you see homeless people sort of sitting up against the building, you know, buildings or, or you know, uh, on benches or whatever it is out of the way. This is homeless staggering through the population, like walking on the street you know, through the civilians, everything like staggering through them, yelling and screaming right in front of you, like, like everywhere for several blocks. Max is like, Hey, let's go. Like we got at our hotel. We were in there for like 30 minutes. I'm like, can I, can I please shower guys? We've been in the car all day. I'm wearing dirty clothes. Like, can we please just shower and then go out? And I'm like, yeah, cause this was back to the go, 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 go. We're going, we're going, everything's go, go, go. So, and I recognized, um, since I got back that the big thing for me was like, it was a very big lack of control. I wasn't the driver. I wasn't picking where we were going. I, I really, everyone wanted me to do what the, everybody wanted to do. So I really didn't feel like I was really in control of anything. It was like, go, go, go. I'm too old. I'm too tired. And I, and I got no choice. It's what it felt like. So that was tough. Um, we get to Vancouver. I'm like, I, I need a shower. So I'm actually like, we're going to walk down to the water. It's beautiful and watch the sunset. All right, cool. How far is this walk? He's like 10 minutes. I'm like, Max, how far is this walk? And he's like, it's like just honestly 10 minutes down the road. You know what I mean? And I'm like, okay. Cause I want to know what I'm saying yes to, you know what I mean? Like I can't walk up a mountain and blow my heart out again. Like I, it'd be nice to go sit on a patio, have a couple of drinks, have some dinner. That's what I'd like to do right now. He's like, yeah, there's lots of places down by the water. So we start walking down the street, homeless everywhere. Like I said, intertwining between the, uh, the civilians, stuff like that. There was one guy directly in front of us who was staggering back and forth. So I couldn't get around him. Max and, and Zenon, you know, he was in my way. And so they walked right past and now he's blocking me. And I, every time I tried to step one way or the other, he would just stumble that direction. So he's got his back to me. He's wearing jogging pants. And I was like, fuck. And then I stopped for a second. It's like, like, let him walk for, figure out where he's going to go so I can get some space around him. Takes a couple steps in front of me. And then his fucking pants fall off, fall off. So big brown, hairy asshole ass right in front of me. And I was like, oh fuck, like just roll my, like really? And then he bends over to pick them up and him bending over split his ass cheeks apart. I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Disgusting. I get it. Feel sorry for, I do feel sorry for the guy, but for fuck's sakes, like I'm trying, I've been trying to catch up with these kids all fucking weekend. And I'm like, I'm caught. There's always something, whether it's my own fucking physical inabilities. 
Now it's like, I'm, I'm like, I'm not loving this view. This is the beautiful view of Vancouver, the, the most expensive city in the country, just homeless all over the place, cracked buildings this is downtown by the way. And I'm trying to get around a fucking homeless guy's ass. You know what I mean? Walking up the street, I'm trying to catch up with these guys. And the two of them both have like, you know, uh, they both work in a similar industry. So they're very like shop talky. So I'm like, I'm walking 15 feet behind them. I'm not part of the conversation at this point. I'm feeling like, you know what? Like, I don't, I'm tired. It's been running around. We just like fled from fire. It seems, you know what I mean? And like, I'm like, I'm, and my, my trip is me walking 15 feet behind everybody trying to catch up to a conversation. I won't be a part of anyways is, is how I felt in that particular moment. Cause again, I'm just like, I didn't really want to do this, but everyone wants me to come along. I would have been happy to stay at the hotel. So we get to the water and it's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm angry though. I'm frustrated. I'm resentful. So I'm not like, Oh, it's beautiful. Like it was fine. It was water. It was a, it was like a, a pier and, and some buildings. Max, by the way, is very intelligent. He's, he knows a lot of history and the things. And by the way, they're still drunk. We get there. They're already cracking open the cases of like seltzer and stuff that we brought from the chalet because that couldn't be thrown out. Um, and they're, they're still drinking. Like Max was drunk the whole time. I think, yeah, I think everybody would have been pretty, pretty much well-oiled the entire time. And so we get to, uh, <laughs> We get to the water finally and it's like, okay, nice. And Max is like that building over there. Like their, their claim to fame is that like nobody got injured. Like a lot of buildings, like when they, you know, they make them, people get hurt and stuff. But like a lot of buildings like, Hey, the, the nice thing about this building is it's got this atrium at the top. That nice. like, this one's claim to fame is that like nobody got hurt while it was building it. So whatever fucking shithole it is, it didn't look like a shithole, but I'm just saying like, whatever it is at the end, it's like, Hey, you know, what's nice about that building. Nobody got hurt when it was built. It's like, Ooh, safety is sexy. So. Um, ow. so basically, um, we're looking at the water and I'm like, Hey, where's the patios? And Max is like, Oh, just down this way. And I go, how far? And that's by this point, we're like 15 minutes, maybe 20 minutes walk down. And he was like, Oh, it's just over here. Like five, 10 minutes that way. I go, Max, how far is it, dude? Come on, man. Like you're like, you keep saying it's five, 10 minutes. I'm like, I'm dying here. I don't want to fucking, I'm done hiking. I'm done walking. I'm old. My liver hurts. And I'm not even drinking anywhere near as much as them. I'm just everywhere we go, there's a drink involved. There's drinking involved, right? So I'm like, I'm not getting good sleep because the, anyways, whatever. I just, I was mortified because I didn't want to feel like I was being a bitch. But at the same time, I was really, I was giving everything I had to catch up and it was still, and I was still kind of like left behind. You know what I mean? So I'm just like. I'm like, I can go back to the hotel and just stay there. I don't want to cramp your style. I even said, I don't want to cramp your style, but if you want me included, you got to slow up a bit. You know what I mean? Like you got to let me catch up. Right. And I can't just, I can't walk for 40 minutes to stop and look at something, have a drink for 10 minutes and then fucking walk for another 45 minutes to somewhere else. I just, I just can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm too fucking out of shape. So, um, it was nice. But again, after like three days of it, I can walk for 40 minutes once. But then let's walk, stop, do something. You know what I mean? Else the vineyards were nice because we could stay somewhere for an hour, but there was like, you know, back in the car onto the next spot. Like it's just, it's a lot of, it's mentally taxing too, to like a, not know where you're going to be going and you no, know, not calling any shots. Like I said, I, I think I recognized it was a little bit of like, for someone like me, who's usually pretty organized, my anxiety makes it so that I know what's going on and I'm, I'm prepared for everything, um, to just not really know what the plan is and no, oh, we're just going to roll with the punches. It was like. I, yeah, I, I, it's not working for me. It's stressing me out. And then I've, on top of it, my body's fighting to keep up with it on, you know, too. So anyways, 
Um, we, we walked down the pier a little while longer. Again, it was nice to see like the water. You don't see the stuff where it was, but, but breathtaking views, not, not where my headspace was. Wasn't as, uh, wasn't as, as glorious as I would have hoped. Um, we, we finally find this spot that's like, I don't even know how to describe how boring it was. It was just like, honestly, like if you had like think of a dock and if you just dropped railings around a part of the dock and then chairs, that was this like restaurant and the buildings like 20 feet to the side. So they're like, we've got a, 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 you know, 30 minute wait list right now. We're like, all right, well put us on the list. Cause I, I'm done touring around. Like at this point where we've been walking for 40 minutes. So I'm like, okay, I'm ready to not be walking anymore and to be ready to sit down and have a meal and have a drink. And then Max is looking at it. And after like three or four minutes, Max is like, you guys, would you guys, he goes, if I get us in an Uber, would you guys be willing to go somewhere else? I'm like, sure, absolutely. I'm out. You just cut the walking out and I'm happy again. And I think that was the moment that I recognized, oh, I'm back in the city. I'm not like in the middle of the woods in a resort town where the only drivers, you know, not me. I'm like, I have a, we have Uber. So we jump in the Uber and we go to this place. Uh, we go down to the, the, uh, the bay or something. And it's this place called Cactus. And I can't even remember the rest of it name, but it's like, I guess it's like a chain. I didn't know that. It just seemed like the name of the place. And Cactus was great. We stood in line. The beach is right there looking out over the bay and there's all these cargo ships out in the water. We got a table here. Um, didn't take us very long. Sat in the line for maybe 15, 20 minutes. And then we, we walked in, they gave us a table right at the edge. So we're, we're right beside the, the, the path and the beach and the water. Beautiful. Again, got pictures. You want to see them? Let me know. Um, beautiful spot that, and then I'm like, this guys, this is what I want. This is fucking awesome. They were like, yeah, this is great. I'm like, this is awesome. They have like happy hour till close. So we're getting these like $6 Bellinis, like peach Bellini slushies. And they had, I didn't have a lot of them, but it was just still nice to sit and drink a cold drink in all the heat. Right. And, uh, I ordered a crispy tofu bowl that had like adamame and mango and crispy tofu, avocado, sliced radish, lettuce, and this like this nice sort of like sweet and spicy sauce. Fucking delicious. Fucking delicious. Um, and sat there just shooting the shit. Sun went down and we stayed there until it was dark. It was great. And then, uh, and then we left and as we were leaving, like they, they cut the place down. I think, I think 11 o'clock they were closing it down. Um, so as we're leaving, we like, you know, uh, I go to the bathroom, I come out, Max is there by himself. Zenon is no longer there. So, um, I had mentioned Kaz a few times in the story, our driver, when we got back to Vancouver, he lives there. So that was the last we saw of him. So just the, the driver who had kindly and big shout out to Kaz. Thank you so much for driving and being the, 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 you know, the, the guy who got us everywhere. That's a, a big, uh, big courtesy made the trip infinitely easier to be kind of just able to tour around wherever we wanted to. Um, you know, up in the Kamloops area. And then of course, driving us from Vancouver there. And then of course, back to Vancouver. So Monday night, we got to the hotel. This walk is just Zen and Max and myself. And that's, that's the, the trio for the rest of this story. Um, we're sitting at cactus having a nice time gets dark. I go into the bathroom on our way out and, uh, I come out and it's just Max there and I, and I go, what's up? And he goes, I'm going to go meet a friend of mine for a drink. I'm going to jump into a friend, you know, uh, 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 Uber and go see a friend for a drink. I'll meet back up with you guys in a bit. But I think Zenon's going to go across the street to some people we just met while you were inside the bathroom, uh, for another drink. Like that bar across the street is open. I'm like, great. So we go over there with a group of people. Uh, I guess the area that we were in was the gay village. So I don't think this was a gay bar, but there was a lot of gay people there. Could have just been their preference. 
Um, it wasn't like a club. It was just like a bar server was clearly gay. A lot of people with us were gay, super awesome personalities it was nice. We just, we sort of just stayed there having drinks for a while. I mean, I probably had two, maybe three drinks over the course of three hours, but it was cool to the point where like, you know, we were getting there close to the shutdown time. Then Max is like, Hey, where are you guys? I'm like, same spot, dude. We're across the street from where you left us. So he's like, all right, I'm coming back in an Uber. So he comes back, meets up with us. We, we, the three of us, you know, gather ourselves, say, hey, nice meeting all you guys and head back to our hotel. I think they stopped for shawarma up the street. We walked up the street, they got shawarma. And then I got an Uber back to the hotel. Amazing. Or a Lyft, I should say. Lyft is cheaper. Uh, not endorsement, just, uh, just cheaper. I noticed, but it was cool to just be like, I don't want to walk the 40 minutes back to the hotel, just in an Uber, 10 bucks back to the hotel. Amazing. Go inside bed, sleep. Awesome. Wake up the next day. Not even six hours after we go to sleep, Max and Zenon are like, we're going to go for like, we're going to go rent those bikes and bike around the city. I'm like, see you guys later. I go, what's, how long do you guys need? They're like about an hour and a half. I go groovy. Come back. We'll have breakfast. Two and a half hours later, they get back. But I think at the hour and a half mark, I was like, are you guys close? And they're like, we're a 40 minute walk away. And I'm like, I need to grab something to eat. It's like 11 o'clock in the morning now, almost. So, um, I went across the street. I, I didn't mention that on our, on our walk down to the water, we stopped this little place called like garden pizza or whatever. And it was like, it was like real Italian style pizza. It was just a really thin crust pizza. Um, and they put this garlic sauce on it. I had a slice of wine. It was really good. It was really good. Uh, three bucks for a slice. Really good. No complaints. That's all I can say about it. Um, so that was, that was on our way there. So again, I'm hungry all day. One slice of pizza ain't going to do it for the fat man. I apologize. Then I had my crispy tofu bowl. Oh, amazing. Um, the next day, yeah, they're off at the bike ride. I'm like, I got to get something to eat. I'm looking at the window. There's a place, kitty corner across the street. By the way, tons of homeless and crazy people, uh, mentally ill, I will say, out of empathy. I don't mean to call them that. Just, you know what I'm saying? They're mentally ill. They're screaming at each other. There's fights going on. Some guy's yelling, I'm a Canadian citizen. I am a man of the planet Earth. Put down your devices. They're drilling into your brains. And I'm like, oh, for the love of God. So I, I go, I can't deal with this without coffee. So I look across the street, there's a place called Blends, B-L-E-N-Z. Uh, I asked the people at the front desk, I'm like, if I look for just, just want a cup of coffee, is that Blends place? They're like, yeah, it's fine. They're like, also, there's a really nice cafe right across the street where you can sit down and have, I'm like, no, I can sit in the cafe and I can watch the fucking circus up front, maybe get some of the, the SeaWorld water on me. Um, so, uh, <laughs> Yeah, you get you get splashed by the animals. That's what you want. Um, so, anyways, I go I go across the street and I see like that pizza place, and I was like, I'll grab a slice, three dollars. It says right there, two fifty a slice. I'm like, fuck, that's great. I I get a slice of macaroni and cheese pizza, uh, not craft dinner, but like elbow macaroni and cheese on top of it. I like, it's looking amazing. And then there's a slice of, uh, Hawaiian next to it. I'm like, I'll try that. That looks great. Uh, they put sesame seeds on the crust uh, in in Vancouver. I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, you guys do the sesame seeds too, just like that other place. Uh, they put garlic sauce on top of it, like just drizzle it on top of the slice. It was delicious. Go across the street, get my coffee. And then there's a pizza place right next to it saying Tuesday special. Keep in mind, it's Tuesday at this point, Tuesday morning. Tuesday special, $1.80 for a slice. I'm like, fuck, well, what are you guys doing over here? I got a slice of the meat lovers, right? now. I've had three slices of pizza. It's 11 o'clock. I'm like, that's my lunch. Okay. And they're not big slices. And we're not talking like, you know, big pizza. They're just little tiny slices, but it's delicious. So I had my three slices, got my cup of coffee in my hands, I go back to the hotel, start working on the notes for this podcast. Um, it was nice. I enjoyed just being in the hotel, kind of relaxing a little bit. Uh, I'm slowly starting to get my shit together and pack up, right? Um, 
I picked up uh, a couple of bottles of whiskey that were rare um, that I found in BC. So now I'm like, okay, well, I've got carry on, but I got to, I got to check my bag now. Cause now I've got these bottles of whiskey. I got to bring home and I don't know how I'm going to make it home. You know, you can't legally bring liquor as carry on. So I had to check my bag. Um, I get, uh, I get, uh, in my stuff packed, I got the bags packed and now I've got another layer of anxiety peeled off. Like when we were doing the hotel, it was like, you guys want to get a hotel, but it was like, we talked about getting a hotel for Monday night, like for two days. And we hadn't done it until we were like an hour out of town in the car. Great. I'm glad it was done. But I, it was definitely something that like made me nervous as being as a comic being on the road and you hear like, oh, there's accommodations, there's plans and this and that. And then shit like goes south last minute. It's hard to like, it's hard to, to be comfortable with the, with the itinerary when they're, when it's not in black and white in front of you, like confirmed and booked or whatever. Right. So that, that was a layer of anxiety kind of dropped. Then we got to sit and have an evening where we're just sitting and shooting the shit. Fuck. I'll drink with you guys, but do I have to be drinking and hiking or drinking and running around town and drinking? And like, we sit at this patio, we sit at the bar, we drink, we, we, you know, have a good time. So next morning they did their bikes. I grabbed the pizza. I packed my shit. They come back, pack their shit. Max is like, Max's packing is like a carry on bag with just a pile of clothes hanging out of it. And he just like shoves it shut and then zips it up. Like that's his packing shit together. It's hilarious. Um, not me. I'm like, I, I was packed and organized before and now I got to fit, you know, a bottle of blueberry wine that I had to buy to not pay for a tasting. I was never told about. And then, um, and then I got to fit in two bottles of whiskey. So I wrapped my shirts and shit around it, whatever. Anyways, um, was, was, was cool. I was packed up now. I've got my shit ready to go. Now I don't have to worry about like, I'm wearing the clothes that I'm now going to be wearing on the plane tonight. And it's about two o'clock. We're checking out flights at 10 and it's like, okay, let's go, let's go hang out somewhere. So we, we, we took an Uber back down to the water where cactus was the place that we'd eaten the day before. And we walked all along the water, maybe looking for another restaurant, but cactus seemed to be the only one. Everything else was like back away from the beach, you know, in the, in the city part. So we just said, fuck it. After like a 40 minute walk, we're like, you guys want to go back? We'll, we'll just sit at cactus. We're like, sure. It's great. And that's what we did. Went right back to the same place again. The next day I had another tofu chili where I had more peach bellinis sat on the, sat on the, 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 the table overlooking the, the beach and the water. And it was great to just relax, get some sun. And then I think around, uh, you know, I think, I think we got our table at three and we, um, we were like five o'clock. We got to leave. Uh, the hotel was kind enough to keep our bags for us. So we weren't carrying carry around, uh, carry on around and stuff. We were just, we left our stuff at the hotel. We're like, we'll be back at six, you know, to, to pick it up. Um, so we got back to the hotel, uh, grabbed our stuff, fucked off at six. And we, we walked downtown to get to the subway. Um, so we took the subway all the way to the airport. That was an experience because the homeless get right on the subway and they're stumbling around like homeless everywhere. Not trying to be un, uh, unsympathetic or, or, or showing no empathy to the, the, the problem. It's just, it's so much more in your face in the sense that not like, it's not even like, oh, the streets are lined with people. They're stumbling around, fighting with each other in your face, dropping their ass crack in front of you. Like it was just so much. And the, the, I, like I said, I think it was made worse by the fact that everybody's like, oh my God, Vancouver's like the most beautiful city. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. I'm like it's cracked, broken, graffiti, homeless everywhere. Like, and I, and I'm, I've yet to see a difference between other cities I've been to. It's nice to see the water, but other places have water. Toronto's got a fucking, you know, water, uh, Halifax has an ocean. You know what I mean? And it's, it's, it's nice, but it's just like, 
it's just crazy to me that everyone's like, it's so beautiful. I'm like, it's got a big fucking problem, a big fucking problem. Um, so not to sound like a curmudgeon, but I think that's the problem with, with when people hype shit up to like, oh my God, it's the best. It's so beautiful. Like maybe if you're in Banff or Whistler or Kelowna or one of those areas, but Vancouver itself, not as pretty as I uh, was led to believe and, and not as pretty as the hopes that I had had for it. Um, based on, on the reviews. So, um, I liked it. I can definitely see certain parts were nice. You know, you get down to the beach and it's like, yeah, there's still a little bit of homeless, but that's where it's like, that's where all the pretty people are jogging and swimming and getting in the sun. It's like, okay, that's great. But the, you know, a whole city can't just be its beach. You know what I mean? I never really saw a lot of Venice beach when I was in Los Angeles and I don't know how much homeless, like people say, oh, it's a dangerous spot. Like we didn't really see it. So who knows? But there was also like a lot of people, you know, I I don't know. It's, um. I could say that where cactus was that beach had an appropriate amount of homeless. I'm laughing. Cause I'm like, what, what is an appropriate amount of it? it should be none it should be everyone's taken care of. But anyways, they, uh, we had, we enjoyed, we enjoyed cactus a lot. I really did. I loved the crispy. Um, in fact, the, the crispy tofu bowls look so good to Zen and that he decided to have one He was vegetarian. So, um, that was something I took into account. Even when making breakfast, I made sure that I made like, he bought some breakfast bites. So we made sure that we did the, the, the vegetarian stuff for him. Great time. Great people, by the way, Kaz is great. Zen was great. Max is obviously phenomenal. Um, just had a good time. And then, you know, subway to the, the, the airport. That's what it's called. Joshua, uh, to the airport. Uh, almost had a stump, a homeless guy fall on me while I was sitting. Like he was just gets on the train. You have to pay to get on to tap a credit card to get on. And then the guy just stumbles on him like, there's no way this guy's a fucking credit card. And he like stumbles into this little pack of us sitting in the front trying to get to our, our destination. And he's just like, uh, is this to the airport? And some guy's like, what? And he's like, to the airport? And he's like leaning on the guy. And the guy's like, can you just get off me? And he's like, go to the airport. I want to go to Sweden. I don't want to. I'm going to go to Sweden. And it's just like, oh, and he turns around, stumbles and almost falls right into me like his shoulder caught the bar. And, and it's all that kept him up. Otherwise I would have had a fucking lap full of homeless. Just the word. I mean, again, oh, like I care, but the fucking world doesn't care. And I've already learned that me caring is not enough. It was just like, and I'm already like, I'm, I've been wearing these clothes all day. We've been sitting out in the heat and I'm wearing like a hoodie and jeans because you have to fly. You'll just have to trust me that with the particular circumstances we're in, I have to dress a certain way. So I couldn't have like shorts and sandals in the plane. I had to be wearing pants and something with sleeves. Uh, and also it's easier to pack your shit when your biggest stuff, like your jeans and your hoodie are on your person. I brought the hoodie in case like we had a night where it was cold out after dark and we were sitting by a fire or something. I might want a little extra warmth, but anyway, so I'm already been sweating all day in this. I'm about to get on, uh, you know, nine hours of, of travel time. So I'm like, the last thing I would want is for like a homeless guy to fall on me, like full bodied. And I'll just sit there being crazy and neurotic about like what all diseases do, like COVID I'm thinking, not like these, you know, mangy or whatever, just like the fall on me and like, oh God. And I'm just sitting there sweaty and stinky and now dirty and just like, ah, so thank God for that. But again, that's the problem. It's like everywhere you go, it's just like, oh, there's just one going to fall in your lap at all times. You're just like, I just, this isn't, where's the beauty? Where's the beauty? I'm not like, Hey, just shove them into the ocean or anything. I'm just saying like, like can, all these people are like, it's so beautiful. It's so expensive. Can we put some of that money to solving this problem? Like helping people. 
it didn't feel good guys. It was gross. And I, and I don't mean gross. Like I'm not empathetic. I mean, it's just like, it's gross to see that, that much lack of empathy that the whole city doesn't seem to care. You know what I mean? They're just everywhere and people just ignore them. You know what I mean? Like you can be empathetic to someone who's not feeling well. You know what I mean? I'm sick. I have a tummy ache. Great. That doesn't mean I want you to puke on me. It doesn't mean if you puke on me or I'm afraid you're gonna puke on me, I'm a bad person. You know, I, I want the problem to get better. I want people to be okay. But at the same time, I don't need you to fall on me as some sort of test that I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm above this. I'm so good. I don't, I don't mind if I get, you know, dirty or whatever. That's just, I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm a bad person. Anyways, uh, check my bag. Uh, wrap it in plastic because, uh, you know, my buddy's like, Hey, I just, it's a little extra layer of like, they'll give you bags at the airport and air Canada was kind enough to give me a bag to, to put around my, my luggage. So I checked it, you know, my carry on bag, checked it with this plastic around it. So it wouldn't, you know, scratch up my bag or anything like that. It was just a little extra protection too, for the, the, the liquids that were inside. So check my bag off you go. Cool. See you in Ottawa bag. See you in Ottawa bag. See you in Ottawa bag nose tap nose tap um foreshadowing um anyways uh max's flight was early i think this was like seven o'clock or something like that or boarded at like 7 30 so he was leaving around eight and then zen and i were around 10 like our our boarding fuck i thought it was like our flight was around 10 it was like our boarding was around 10 or something so anyways we hang out we shoot the shit we walk around this airport the airports are all quiet and dark and closed and shit um, but Zen and I are sitting there just shooting the shit. It was great meeting, uh, Zen and Zen and was such a good dude. So, so great. So like, so quiet and stoic and calm and everything like that. Just, just a really nice dude. So we just sat kind of just, you know, t- both of us fatigued, sort of, you know, tiredly shooting the shit. And then at one point he's like, all right, well, they're going to start boarding yours, which means they're going to start boarding mine. So I'm going to make my way there. I'll, I'll see you next time. And I was just like, Hey man, it was great meeting you. You know, see you next time. Uh, big hugs for Max before he got on his flight and everything like that. And then he told me a story about, like, I don't know if he wants me to tell the story, so I won't. But then he was basically saying that, like, he never even left until we did because there was an incident on the plane and everything. Everyone had to come off of the plane and then go back on. So that was pretty funny. Um, didn't even realize he was there. We thought he was long gone. So uh, anyways, um, got on the plane. I think I watched the social network and I can't remember if there's anything else. Oh yeah. And buddy games, which was garbage. Josh Duhamel, uh, Nick Swardson. Uh, I don't think, yeah, Dak Shepard was in that one too. Um, and then something else. And I was just like, okay, I watched it. It was just a garbage comedy. Um, was there anyone else? Oh, and Olivia Munn was in that too. Still a garbage movie. Still a garbage movie. Um, what else? I watched that. I watched the social network again. Cause it's just a good movie, but I was trying to sleep and this is like an overnighter, right? I'm trying to sleep. I just can't do it. I'm, I'm hot. I'm sweaty. Luckily there was no one. I was on aisle seat again. And luckily there was no one between me and the other person at the window. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a, a fine time back. Get to Ottawa. I got a two hour layover in Toronto. I'm a zombie at this point. Like my eyes are bloodshot. I haven't slept. I'm hot. I'm sweaty. I'm like, I just want to go home so bad. I want to go home so bad. I want to go home so bad. You know, finally board that flight again, aisle seat space in between me and the other dude. It's an up and down flight, Toronto to Ottawa. Um, yeah. And, uh, and then I get there, I'm standing at the, uh, I'm standing at the baggage claim and I have that feeling that I always have that feeling that some onesies would hear me express and go, you're always so negative. Why do you always just think like, it's not bad. So just relax. Everything's going to be fine. And I'm just like, I'm just in this feeling like, 
I'm watching the bags come up. I'm like, there was almost nobody on that plane. You know what I mean? So it's like spitting this, you know, eight, nine, 10 pieces of luggage out. And I'm like, yeah, there's almost nobody. There's like maybe 20 people on that plane, you know, and I'm watching in like 17, 18 pieces. I'm like, and then nothing. And I'm like, now there were tiny little, maybe 20 second gaps between luggage coming up. But as soon as like, I'm counting like, okay. And it just stops for a bit. I'm like a minute goes by. I'm like, it's not here. My fucking bag's not here. Okay. Bag's not here. So I'm like, uh, all right. And I look over like, uh, again, I worked at the airport for two and a half days. So I know where the oversized bucket, uh, luggage is. I go over. It's not there. All right. Mine's easy to spot. Cause it's wrapped in a giant bag. And again, super grateful for, for everything. But I'm just like, I'm like, oh my God, where is it? And, uh, I didn't realize like Max was fucking me with me before I left. Cause he knows I've got anxiety. And I was saying like, I'm just really worried. My bag's not going to make it. He's like, it's gonna be fine. He's like, don't worry. You're probably gonna get your bag. He kept saying that like, oh, don't worry. Your, your bag will probably be there. And I'm like, stop saying that. I thought he was fucking with me. But then, and he's like, well, whatever. Worst case it gets delivered within, you know, a day. So I get in nine o'clock. My mom amazingly comes and picks me up. Um, and I just, I, I like was coming. She's coming. Cause I said, Hey, we just landed. She's coming. And I got to walk over to the baggage thing. Now the baggage dude was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Super courteous, super professional. Amazing. Uh, like it was a great dude. And I'm just like, Hey man, I'm sorry if I'm, if I'm coming across as negative in the slightest, I don't mean to, I just, I, I've been up for more than a day now and I, I'm just, I'm just tired. I'm uncomfortable. Um, so I, I, I appreciate everything that you're doing and I'm just, and I'm just stressed out because of course, you know, I've got some, some you know, precious things in there that I was really hoping not to lose. And I, and the longer they're out of my possession, the the more risk there are is them breaking. He's like, I totally understand. He was great. He was great. And he's like, don't worry. As soon as we come, he's like, it's probably in sitting in Toronto. Sometimes they just don't, you know, he's like, Toronto's got a lot going on. Sometimes they just miss something. I go, no problem. He goes, we're going to have a tea out within a day. He goes, don't worry. There's no such thing as lost luggage anymore with the tags and everything that are on them. You know, it, it will get to you. And it's always just within a day. They're probably just going to be on the next flight. So I'm like, okay, I go home. I, I go through McDonald's drive through cause I'm fucking hungry at this point. Um, haven't eaten since like 5 PM the day before it's now 9 30 AM. And, uh, I think it's reasonable. I think that's reasonable, right? You can have a meal, something to eat at like, wait a second, nine, th- no 5 PM. It's now nine 30. Yeah. So it's like fucking 16 hours later. I'm pretty sure I'm allowed to eat. Um, so get my mom breakfast, myself breakfast, a little McDonald's, little, uh, Mick D's breakfast, right? Hey, that's going to pick you up a little bit. Um, and I asked my mom if I could drive and she's like, are you sure? Aren't you tired? I'm like, not anymore. Now I'm angry. Like I'm angry because of my bag. So I'm like, I'm, I'm awake. So I drove and but I, but I, that was a big thing for me. Like that was one of the recognitions. I was like, I'm like, I'm like, I just, it was nice driving. Cause I'm like, I'm back in control of something. Like for the first time I feel like I'm in control. So that helped. Um, I basically end up, uh, driving home. I'm like, mom, I gotta go to sleep. I'm tired. I haven't slept. I'm going to sleep. I'm going to sleep. I'm going to sleep. So I go to sleep, uh, within 30 minutes. I get a call. Hey, your bag was on the next flight. It's here. Okay, great. We're going to deliver it to you soon. We're sending it to you. Amazing. You know, try to try to go back to sleep. I'm awake now again. So try to go back to sleep a little bit. Phone call. Hey, it's the delivery service. We're going to deliver your bag to you today. Are you home? Yeah, I'm definitely home. I'm trying to sleep. Yeah, I'm, I'm home. Okay, we're going to we're gonna have it out to you soon. Okay, perfect. Start to fall back to sleep again. Phone rings again. Hey, it's the delivery service. We're on our way right now. Will you be home? Yes, I'm still going to be home. Just trying to sleep jet like this fuck. Okay. No problem. We'll see you soon. You know, start to fall asleep. Ding dong. It's like, okay. Okay. Uh, again, it's not their fault, but like you ever just try to sleep and just nothing. Eh. So that was my magical trip. Um, 
moments way better. Like I said, the the time in Vancouver, despite the fact there was a shitload of homeless, was nicer to sit in and take in the the sun, the beach, the water. Like I look, I know there's some of you listening to this going like, did this guy just go on like an impromptu amazing trip that cost almost nothing and having great experiences? I did. I did. But what I'm saying is that like it could have been easier. Like I would have loved a little bit more stop and smell. I would have, here's the thing at the end of the day, I would have liked a little bit more choice is all, you know what I mean? And with the kind of person I am, I don't like disappointing people, which is another reason you guys would listen to this podcast. And I'm like, I don't like disappointing people who are like, Oh, I listened and you sounded like, you know, you sounded negative. Well, I'm, I'm sort of disappointed. I didn't mean to sound negative. I'm telling you what, what goes on with me and my psyche, the same psyche that comes up with the jokes people like, and the, the funny conversations I have when I'm with you in your presence is the same thing that kind of makes me anxious and you know, I, before I even got on a plane, I was like, I'm worried. I'm going to let you guys down. I'm worried. I'm going to hold you up. I'm worried. I'm going to be a damper. So just letting you know that that's my concern. Like, let's just work with that. It's, it's called setting expectations. It's called setting boundaries. And, um, and this trip would have been a little bit easier for me. Um, if I'd been able to have a little more choice and a little bit more recharge time, I was like a phone that you throw on the charger for three minutes and then you just drain that battery out again. Everyone's like mad at the phone. Fucking hurry up. Come on. Fuck this fucking thing sucks. It's like, well, plug it in for more than three minutes. Plug it in. Go sit down, have a drink on the couch and just let yourself be alive for a second. We don't be so go, go, go. You know, stop yelling at your phone. It can only do so much. And it's an iPhone four. It's already old and outdated. Stop yelling at it. This fucking thing sucks. I think you're asking a little bit too much out of it right now. Does that metaphor make sense? Millennials. Um, well, I want an update. It's too old. It can't handle the updates. It's doing everything it can for you with the hardware that it has. Anyways, I'm grateful for the trip. Um, I just, uh, if I were to do it again, I'd be like, I, I think I would have to be like hard no on some things. I'd want to make sure like it was nice doing Ubers cause we were, we could go wherever we wanted because of Uber. I liked having that control back being like, Hey, we'll go somewhere. But if I get sick of walking, walking, I'm going to jump in an Uber. And if everyone's like, Oh, we're going to walk. Cool. Just tell me where we're going. I'll meet you there. It was nice to have that choice. Whereas when you're in the middle of the woods, like the, the driver's leaving and nothing else is going to take you where we're going. Well, then I guess I'm going, you know what I mean? Like I, um, it's nice to have a little bit of control with your life. I've, I've been the kind of person I do. I have did way, way too much control in the past and I've been like working on letting go of that. And I'm actually, I'm very happy with the success that I've had with that. Um, but then there's a complete, you know, the flip side of the corner is you don't want to be somewhere in your life where you have no control, right? Cause that makes people feel like they just, their life is spinning away from them. And I, there were times this weekend where I'm just like, everything's just spinning away from me. And I'm sure to them listening, they'd be like, really? That's, that seems crazy. We're just having fun. Yeah, but not when like, you know, if you drink a few drinks, you get acid reflux and you can't breathe. You know what I mean? Your fucking chest is on fire. You're trying to walk up a hill carrying 300 pounds and you have asthma and the air you're breathing is filled with carcinogens because the goddamn wilderness is on fire around you. Like these are all things, you know, you got to take into account. Like I, I was just like, listen guys, like, I, I mean, I mentioned it kind of just casually earlier, but it's falling on deaf ears. Now I got to sound like a bitch to, to be able to relay my message. So I just, I'm embarrassed being old and out of shape. It's, it's tough, you know, wanting, like, you know, when the spirit is willing, but the body is weak, it's, it's tough. It's tough to accept your own, you know, age and mortality and shit like this. And this was a big underline, you know, it's a big highlight of like, Hey Josh, you're, you're out of shape, man. 
So don't get me wrong. It's going to, it's going to fuel me to want to get myself into better shape, whatever, but it's just, it's tough to let people you care about down. Like I, I don't like disappointing. It was great for everyone to want me to be included. I, I, I did value that. It just, uh, it just sucks when you can't, it sucks when it's, when, you know, it doesn't feel, it feels like it felt like I was going to the gym. Everything I was doing, I'm fucking gasping for air and catching up and I'm sore and I'm in pain. And it's like, all right, no, another, another 20 pushups. I like, no, no. Anyways. Um, great trip, <laughs> great trip, great lessons, great, uh, things learned, uh, great times. It was nice to see a, a city I've never seen before. It was nice to, to be, go up to Kamloops. It was nice seeing the experience of a forest fire and kind of just knowing what that's like being around that. Um, I did have a lot of fun. I did have a lot of fun. Uh, and I, like I said, I preferred the latter half of the trip, uh, to the first half, just because it just a lot less of like, what do we, where do we do? It's crazy. Um, I'm probably taking it harder because of the embarrassment and everything like that. Like maybe some of you guys hearing this is like, really? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I mean, I'm ashamed to be, um, unhappy, not unhappy, but like not as over the moon excited as one should be for an impromptu, incredibly affordable trip to just land your way. It's just, I'm just after I wouldn't, I wasn't in shape before the pandemic, but a year and a half of just kind of sitting around in a box has not made me the outdoorsman that you might think. And I think I was also just part of it too, a little disappointed with how, um, I didn't see any mountains as far as I'm concerned. I didn't see any mountains. So I saw big Hills. Um, I, I saw uh, a city filled with, with a homeless problem that I found heartbreaking and also, um, very inconveniencing at times. Um, I know that's not even the right word I'm looking for, but, uh, but, but maybe cumbersome to just trying to, to do me, um, I uncomfortable. That's what it was. It was very uncomfortable. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was it the mountains. Did I see the mountains that everyone said I was gonna see? Nope. Did I see the beautiful city that I thought I was going to see parts of it? I also saw a very ugly city, a very problematic city that was not beautiful to look at. I wish I hadn't seen that. Um, but that doesn't stop the fact that I'm grateful and the positive takeaway is like, okay, if I don't want to be in that situation, like I got to learn for the mental health to, set a little bit better boundaries for myself to make sure that if I say yes to a situation, I've got a better understanding of it in advance and I have uh, a better position to kind of set boundaries and say like, no, when I'm not willing to do something, you know, every time something was going to be a 10 minute walk and I knew I'm like, it's not going to be a 10 minute walk. And am I okay with it being a 20, 30 or 40 minute walk instead? Like I just, now that, like I said, in, in Vancouver, that evolved into a nice trip in an Uber to a beautiful place that we liked so much. We went back again the next day, but I should be mindful of that. That's the mental health tips. And then the physical health tips, obviously just take better care of yourself. You want to, you know, I do like going for hikes. I just don't like going so fast that I'm like, everyone's gone and I'm trying to not be alone with no reception and get eaten by a mountain lion. You know what I mean? Or a goddamn bear or a fucking wilderness werewolf. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, that's that guys. And Hey, five things did not make a list this week, but I got a great idea right before the podcast started is I, um, I decided that like when it said like, Hey, just grab like some heirlooms or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like, what are five things that you would like? What are the top five things that I would grab given an evacuation notice? Like right now, like, okay, you got to get out of your room right now. You got 10 minutes to grab your shit. Cause the house is going to burn down or whatever it is. Great. 
well, all the things around me, what are my valuables, right? So um, I didn't start this exercise prior to this because I thought like you don't get a lot of time to plan. So it'll be more authentic if I just kind of do it the way I've I've got it. I got a lot of things in my eye, eye line right now. But um, when you say like the top five things that you would take, first off, um, we're not we're not doing family. You're obviously gonna take your family. You're gonna grab your keys and your phone. I think those are two free passes. I can't think of anyone who would not grab their keys to their car or whatever, uh, or their cell phone. I think that's fair, right, guys? Like that's just I'm just wasting two spots on the list if I address those two simple things. So the only oh, I don't know if you guys can hear that. We've got fucking uh, emergency services. Maybe this is more real than I think. So the top five things that I would grab in an evacuation, doing it in real time right now. Uh, and I think that I should probably do from one to five this time as opposed to breaking it down because I'll probably grab the most important thing first as number five and then they'll get diminishing importance. So starting with number one, I have a tiny little stuffed pound puppy that I've had since I was a little, little kid. Wee little Josh before the anxiety and, and the world, the jadedness ruined him. Big, wide blue eyes, little smile that he would share with the world. Ah, oh, I wish I could hug that fucking kid and tell him, buddy, it's going to be okay. It's not going to be as bad. Uh, everything that people tell you that makes you feel shitty about you is not your fault. <laughs> Anyways, um, my little pound puffy, he was a bulldog. Uh, I named him Tougher. Not uh, T-O-U-G-H-E-R, but tougher, T-U-F-F-E-R. I can't remember why I named him that. It wasn't like, hey, Josh, you need to be tougher. Like nothing like that. But I've had that little thing since I was a kid. I'm almost 40. He's been around a very, very long time. He's got little like like uh, plastic, clear plastic eyes, which have been scratched to shit just over the years of like, I, I remember when I was, I was, I'd cry holding him. Sometimes he was so upset. I'd be crying in bed and I just put his face in my mouth and just bite down like whatever like that guy's been through some shit but his eyes are all scratched up which makes him look like this old dog with cataracts like he's getting old like me but uh i would grab him because he's irreplaceable right they don't they don't make him anymore and he's one of a kind so i would grab tougher in number one just because he represents like i don't keep stuffed animals and he's like the size of my palm like he's not very big he fits in my palms he's not not big i would grab him he's irreplaceable he's a a piece of josh history um what else would I get? So I'm trying to keep the mentality that like some of the shit here is not irreplaceable. Like there's a lot of books and stuff, but I don't, I don't think I have any books that are like out of print. I'll tell you what, number two, um, I got my one man podcast box. So when I did those 25 boxes, I put one aside for myself that had one of everything in it just so that I would be able to one day open it up and look back on, you know, long after you guys have all smashed your glasses and lost your hats and dented your water bottles, filled up your notebooks, you know, I'm like, I'm like, I want to be able to, you know, have this thing someday. So I would grab that because in order to make that again, I would have to repurchase large quantities of all the shit. So, you know, there's only 25 total in the world, but, uh, but you know, I think that that that's what I would grab seconds to be heard. Cause I'm looking at coffee books, that shit, you know, like this thing burns down. I'm going to get insurance money. So it's not like, you know, I'm looking at my room and going, you're never going to get any of this shit ever again. So I'm trying to think of what else that I would grab. You know what I mean? Like I don't have a lot of, of really irreplaceable stuff. I've got a, a, a book of photographs that crystal made me, um, years ago, which I still have. So I probably grabbed that because I don't know if those pictures still exist. Uh, you know, anything again, I even thought like, oh, I'll grab my laptop, but I don't need to all my shits on the cloud and the insurance company will buy me a laptop. So I just get that. That's not in danger. This actually kind of feels good to be looking around going like tougher's right there and grab his ass. 
the one man podcast box looking around at books. I don't have any books that are like first editions of anything like that, that, you know, they'll never make again. Um, there's no like board games or anything like that that I'm so in love with that I, you know, no, they'll never make another one, like no limited edition shit that I can think of. So the, the perp, this exercise is actually making me feel like I'm, I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty like safe. Actually, it's, it calms my anxiety. If things burn down, I would be able, I can replace it. I would probably grab my bottle of, uh, Lafroig 15, which is uh, a distillery exclusive, which I have to go all the way back over to the Island of Isla in Scotland to replace. That would be, that would be a tough one. So considering I don't have too many things that are like that difficult to get, I'd probably grab, grab that just to save myself the trouble. If anything, cause the insurance company might replace the bottle, but they're not going to replace the plane ticket necessary to get there. Um, do I just sit here and talk about the whiskeys that I'd save? <laughs> um, yeah, I wouldn't grab my, I don't know, a backpack. I would grab, oh, you know what else I would grab? Okay. So number, number two is my one man podcast box. Number three is my Lafroig 15. Number four is my, uh, sure super 55 microphone, which is the one I used to record on before recording on this new guy that dangles. It's a sure something seven. Um, I will, I will tell you more about it next week. Cause it, it was this week's you know, thing. Uh, but number four would be my sure super 55 microphone. It is on the one uh, man podcast, Instagram page. You can scroll back a few years when I bought it, but it. it was a birthday present to myself, but it looks like those old timey, like uh vintage singing microphones, the kind that like Bobby Vinton would sing into and stuff like that. And, uh, it looks like one of those guys, but it's all black. Usually they're silver. This one's all black. And it was a special edition. Uh, my understanding is that they only made a thousand of them worldwide. And, uh, and I got my hands on one. So that one probably could not replace um, if I wanted to, uh, not without jumping on like eBay or something like that. Uh, and number five, number five, what else? That's a great feeling guys. That really is a great feeling to be like, I don't have that much irreplaceable shit. I can't think of a coat that I have or a shirt that I have or, or, you know, a thing that's just irreplaceable which feels good because it means I'm not as materialistic as I once was. Like, I mean, there's a lot of shit in this room I would not want destroyed, but I know there'll be more. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just taking my time. I'm looking around. It was really, um, that feels good. It feels good. Uh, um, you know what? These CPAP machines, this is, this is the sad part. The CPAP machines are a giant pain in the ass to get. Cause I've told you guys about that. So I'd probably grab my, my already pre-packed, uh, travel CPAP machine, grab that run at the door and go, at least I'm going to be breathing well. Cause it's going to be a, a bit of a pain in the ass to try to get a new one. I'm sure it would be the easiest thing of the five to replace if they were to, to, to perish. But, um, Man, I might have to start sticking tougher in the fucking glove box. These things are not big. I might have to start storing them, you know, in the glove box of the car in case there's a fire. I'm like, well, at least it's, you know, recoverable. Anyways, that's my top five things that I would grab in, an, in you know, in the 10 minutes before an evacuation. I think that took longer than 10 minutes or maybe just closer, but you get 10 minutes and I just, I just, I stand it over. Um, I might find something else later. If so, I'll, I'll let you guys know, but I think that's my five. Um, and it kind of felt good to be like, wow, I don't have that much shit. That's really irreplaceable. A lot of my stuff is digital. I've put it on the cloud. So it's, you know, protected in that regard. There's other ways you can lose shit that you really needed, but that's, uh, that's what I would do gang is, uh, 
is that I, I'm, I'm actually starting to think of some other things, but they're really not as important as, as the stuff I listed. So uh, send me your lists, contact at one man Let me know what's the shit that you can't live without. It's 10 minutes. Bang. Like try to do it the same vein, sit down, open up the email and just go, you know, you know, tell your phone to start a timer or something like that for 10 minutes and then just write the top five things. I don't know. Start, use the first two minutes to just write down as many ideas of things that you would grab in that moment. Irreplaceable, right? Like I don't have a, a mother's, a grandmother's ring or something like that here. You know what I mean? I don't have any, you know, uh, an urn with, with a dead relatives, anything like, I don't have any of that stuff. Um, so yeah, send me, send me your top five, the top five things that you would grab in an evacuation. And I think the fun part is doing it in real time, realizing I have 10 minutes. Oh fuck. Just, just even for yourself, maybe it's a great exercise. So you're like, oh shit, if that ever happened one day, I actually had, you know, I had a dress rehearsal for it. And now I know exactly what I would grab. It might even make you realize shit. What I would grab is not as easily as, you know, as easily accessible as I would like in an emergency. So maybe I need to find a better location for it. Look at me making the world a better place with my podcast guys. Um, spend a weekend of breathing in smoke and drinking and running around. Um, I, I had a good time. I did have a good time and I'm, I'm walking away with some things to reflect on. That'll make me a better person going forward. Um, doesn't change the fact that I'm super grateful. It's not, it's not the young guy's fault that I'm old and broken. Um, but it is they're doing for, to get me out there and to get me a great rate and to include me and to be excited. My presence, I loved everyone that I, that I met, uh, that I spent time with. It was a really fun trip. Um, if I'm able to take myself and my shortcomings out of it, it's just, it's cool to still, I got to tell you, it is unbelievable to have someone be like, Hey, I was listening to your podcast and I figured, you know what, you know, who can usually use a trip? Josh, maybe it's that I was, you know, cause the, the couple of weeks prior, I was feeling really good. Things feeling really good. Maybe I just needed a reminder of like, Hey, things are good, but you still have a lot of shit to work on, you know? So just know that because I'm telling you the story and I'm telling, I'm, I'm telling you the experience that I had at the time. Since then I've got a positive reflection on it and I'm, and I'm not going to just sit around and meh. I know it feels that way when you're reliving a bad moment, which I was doing in this podcast, but just know that I'm going to take these shortcomings as a positive and use them to work on things so that I don't right. If you don't like something, then do what you can to change it. So I'm going to do what I can to, you know, put myself in a better place, you know, physically and stuff. Uh, my friend, Matt Davis, who was a firefighter used to say, if you're going to abuse your body, have the body to abuse. And he, he was saying that in, in, you know, regards to drinking and stuff like that. So the whole idea is if you're already broken and in bad shape, like why would you abuse your body with alcohol? And that's kind of, that was kind of my experience. You know, I want to come with you guys. I want to drink, but I can't fucking, drink wine all day, you know, then go grocery shopping, then hike up a mountain and then, you know, go out and club at night. I just, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can try to do it for a little while and then I will completely burn out and then you'll be dragging my ass uh, out of a fire chalet, you know, out of a forest fire. So, um, that's the podcast for this week, guys. I uh, really appreciate listening. Um, I I've already got things on the go already that I'll tell you about, you know, I, I, I would have told you this episode, but technically timeline wise, you know, they haven't happened yet. It's supposed to be Wednesday and I'm recording this Friday afternoon slash evening. So, um, I will get this out to you guys uh, as quickly as possible. And, uh, I really, uh, I can't wait to share more good news with you guys. Things are, things feel good. Things feel good. But, uh, I hope you're doing good. Send me your list. Send me anything that you want. Um, and I'll read on the podcast, of course. And in the meantime, I'll look forward to talking to you guys again soon. 
Fell down. 